Hello, Guardians, and welcome to episode 248 of Potato Thumbs Podcast. Normally, we like to keep it light around here and have some fun, but every once in a while, we have to put on our big boy pants and do the responsible thing and talk to the community about serious issues. Unfortunately, today is one of those days, so I guess I just get into it. I was listening to our friends, the Guardian Downcast. They're some quote-unquote friends of ours who have a podcast. And um, I think there's some things that we need to address here. So first of all, I noticed that their episodes started getting COVID checked. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Like, what are what are these guys doing? Like, what are they talking about on their show that uh, Spotify needs to warn us about their opinions? I didn't really think anything of it until I started playing their latest episode. Well, this is actually two episodes ago now because two have been released since I started these notes. First, let's talk about episode 142. In this episode, we actually catch our host, Gator, clearly spreading fake news by saying that coffee is bad for you. That is right. He has no sound evidence and absolutely no science to mislead his listeners with this outrageous claim that coffee is bad for you. I just, I don't even know what to do. As a responsible podcast host, it just pains my heart when people use their platforms to just spread this misinformation. I mean, what did coffee ever do to Gator that he feels like he needs to tell people it's bad for them? We here at Potato Thumbs Podcast never, never would lie to you or give you some fake BS about coffee being bad for you. So please sit back and enjoy our show. And if you are going to listen to Guardian Downcast, I, I urge you to do it with caution and don't just drink the purple Kool-Aid, but instead think before you take the sip. Oh, and guess what? Unfortunately, that isn't the only thing that we need to address. On the very next episode, 143... Yes, I checked. They have 143 episodes. It blew my mind, too. Um, the size of their playlist, you would have expected them to have like 700 or 800 episodes by now. <laughs> <laughs> so this very next episode, Gator throws Potato Thumbs podcast under the bus, saying specifically that we told them not to mod Burning Wing. We all know that, again... This is more fake news being spread by our so-called friends. They they just put it out there that we said don't mod them. And, and really, like, if anyone knows Nips and I, first of all, if Burning Wing's going to be modded in another Discord, we fully support that. He is our chaos teddy bear. By all means, give that man more powers. I need entertainment. <laughs> and, and And furthermore... If you look at our Discord, everyone's a mod. I'm pretty sure everyone's a mod. I mean, what a, like, what do mods even do? I don't know. I, I still haven't figured it out. I think it just makes means that their name color has changed. But Burning Wing, we want you to know that we love you, and we fully support your chaos in other Discords. 
All right, let's play that intro music. Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. It's Fluffy and the Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. <laughs> well done. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you, you listen to your friends on some drives down to uh, to Kansas, and sometimes you just got to gotta put the facts out there, you know? That's right. We, we really strive to do factual things here. That's what I say about us all the time. I say we need I, to be factual. <laughs> and there's no one more factual than our guest tonight. RNG Gator, not to be confused with the less factual Gator. <laughs> How are yeah, you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I don't make shit up like, you know, the old Gator does. I, you know, I think it's just, I think it's that swamp gas that's getting to him. You know, <laughs> probably those chemicals he keeps spraying all these years. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, there might be some truth to the insecticide breathing thing. Uh, yeah. No, it was amazing, guys. I took a road trip and I actually listened to two full episodes of theirs. I was pretty sure like I'd just be able to put one down, like because it's a ten and a half hour trip both ways. Right. So, yeah, I'm surprised oh. you fit two in. Yeah, I know. I was like, dude, I have <laughs> I have like 21 hours of, of ability to listen to podcasts. I could probably make it through at least one episode, right? Yeah, almost <laughs> certainly just one. I mean, the music section alone should take you half your trip. You know, Gator's <laughs> got to describe every song, you know. I uh, I do. Yeah, I was planning on just playing um, our day three playlist on one of the trips that I've made down recently. But um, I just get sucked into those podcasts, man. They're, they're, they're a good way to pass the time. They are. That's what I do yeah. every day going back and forth to work. It's a podcast. And after that, it's audiobooks. Yeah, I haven't done the audiobook thing, but usually it's between podcast and music on Spotify for me, for sure. Uh, so how's everyone doing? Gator, how was your day today? Much better than the last couple of times we tried to get together. Oh, God, we, we had terrible <laughs> luck. <laughs> My yard's oh, still man. recovering. We're getting there. Oh, man. Mr. Mr. Co-host, how are you today, my friend? Uh, not doing bad. It was a uh, been a busy day, but we survived it pretty pretty handily. So that was nice. That's good. That's good. Um, you know what sucks is I took notes my second watch of The Witcher, and then we rescheduled twice. And in that time, I think we had a music episode or something, and I erased my notes without thinking about about it. So I had to go retake oh, no. notes this week. <laughs> and I was sad because I didn't I didn't realize it till I was like halfway through the series of my third watch through. And I was like, um, shit, I already wrote a note on this. I'm like, where are my fucking notes? And I went back through all my like documents and I typically have like two blank documents that I just clear for like notes, you know, for music episodes and stuff. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I totally think that I that I they did the Bastille album over my Witcher notes. <laughs> it's okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I still, I'll take I, I'll take blame for it. I still feel good. I, no, it's not your fault that I'm an idiot and did control control a delete. <laughs> oh uh, man. So, As a professional id- idiot myself, uh, <laughs> I understand that pain. <laughs> um, so if you haven't guessed, we are finally talking about The Witcher Season 2. Um, we're getting and, there. It's, we're a little bit late to the party, but yep. we're there. I mean, we were going to talk about it in what, December? So uh, January, I think, when I got January. back from... Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. after you got back from Germany. Yeah, so about... F- four months of delays but we're getting to it i will say man after after not watching it for a few months um god it's so good yeah it's right. so good like i enjoyed just, it quite a bit the, i did too watch. yeah, I, watching, yeah it, watching this past week into this week i was like oh i'm seeing things i didn't see the first time you know like reactions to stuff and every you know i'm yeah it was much more enjoyable the second walk watch through than the first to me yeah yeah that totally agree i also noticed a lot of lines um in the second watch or in the third watch through that i did this week um just like quotes and things that people say that like maybe breezed by me the first two times but then i'm like holy shit like that line that they just said is so amazing not because of the current context, but because of what is happening or because, you know, or like what they yeah. said, like it just <laughs> there's so many sneaky like lines in there where you're just like, oh, that's so funny that they snuck it in that way or phrased it that way. Um, I really appreciate that. It's uh, there's, I don't know, man, there's just so much depth to the series. It's pretty great. Yeah, I. On my second watch, I didn't watch it a third time because I just haven't had the time for it. But on the second watch through, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I still enjoyed quite a bit of the uh, just the general feel of it. Even though the story is completely different than the uh, the books at that point in time, like they've they said, you know what, we don't need to stick to the books, but we but they kept to the uh, the feel and like. The, the book that it was covering is sort of a, it's a lot of talking in that book, a lot of walking and talking and exposition, which doesn't mm-hmm. make a great TV show, right? So yeah. what they did this time instead was uh, they found a way to get to the same spot, but it, they had to do it in a way that was like exciting over eight episodes. So I was, as much as it's not the same book, uh, it was... Uh, it was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be when I first, uh, after I sat down and thought about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't read the book, so I really enjoyed it. Um, cause I didn't, you know, like I'm going into it with a clean slate. So. Right. Yeah. I'm still reading the books. I'm on the last two. I just started tower of swallows. Yeah. That sounds right. And then I got lady in the lake or something like that. I think is the yep. last one. Lady in the lake, yep. lady, uh, lady in the lake, or lady of the so, lake. Yeah, something like that. The, uh, pretty fantastic. Awesome. Well, should we uh, should we dive in and start talking about it, and then um, see what we have time for afterwards? Sure, absolutely. So cool. we can start with episode one, right? Yeah, a grain like of truth. Uh, 
which is the the brief synopsis is it starts basically right where the last one ended right there at the end of season one there's the battle of sodden yen sends down fire to stop the Nilfgaardian invasion and then uh Geralt meets siri at uh the dude's house so this one picks up with them roaming the battlefield and looking for yen and then finding out that uh yen is dead and i mean it's hard to believe that since we all watched the promo stuff so yeah it was uh it sort of just sort of set the pace i guess for the for the episode because it's like okay well they're all super depressed but we all sort of know that they're not super depressed because she's clearly coming back well right but they don't yeah they don't know that we we know that um but yeah i i mean it they do a good job of of like setting up how much yen meant to to saya yep uh like because like you could really feel her emotions and and like panic and worry and just everything as she's in the battlefield and then also back at um is it it's not like a castle what what is it a Oh, the at uh, what is it, Thanid? So Eratusa. It's Eratusa yeah, is the yeah. name of the place. Yeah, yeah. So, which you know, um, if you go back to like the first season, she was like super hard on her, you know, right. and it wasn't till like the very end that you see that bond start forming. But then, like, they really like drive that in this first episode, which is kind of cool. So, so they moved that way and then they, well, I guess we did miss out on talking about the very first part, which is, you know, these, this family on a cart pulls up to an abandoned village and one by one get picked off by some flying creature. Yeah. Cut in half. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Decapitated, (laughs) cut in half. You know. Basically everything you would ever want from uh, a flying creature. Yep. (laughs) So. Which is like a really good intro because it literally is the first few seconds of The Witcher is just this family getting like completely destroyed. It's <laughs> like, okay, um, kids go to bed. This is not going to be for you. <laughs> not for the children. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then we come back to the place and you see that it's sort of, it looks similar, like there's snow everywhere and... Geralt's like, I know the guy here, and then this giant beast comes flying out the door. Uh, and turns out they're friends, which is the first change from the uh, short stories, because in the short stories, Geralt doesn't know Nivellen. But Nivellen, played by the dude from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So his name is not Lampert? Lampert? <laughs> no, that's not Lambert. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not him. No. Okay. <laughs> Lambert, Lambert, what a prick. I was trying. Well, I was trying to like look at the cast pictures and figure out like <laughs> people's names as I was taking notes, and so I was like, "Is that the? I can't tell." Okay. Nope. Nope. That is. Uh, that is Novellan is his name. Uh, okay. And so Geralt's sitting there, and they have this, you know, nice little chat. They're all being friendly and stuff like that. 
Uh, and he's wondering what happened to him. Last time he saw him, he was a guy. Now he's this hideous beast. Um, and all the same while, you know, there's the general back and forth and being cagey and Novellan's asking what Siri is and like, is he your daughter and all that stuff. At the same time, we've got this, you know, little, well, I don't even know what we want to call it. Siri's hearing things maybe is the best way to put it. Or like um, sensing, yeah. I wasn't sure if she heard it or was like sensing or just right. But it, it's going on, right? Something's yeah. happening. They thought uh, she had it. They thought he had a cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way they referenced that... it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, it's uh, and then everyone goes to bed, and that's when we realize shit's going down in a rather ridiculous way, right? It's uh. The the cat comes crawling out of the ceiling and talks to Siri and yeah and well this and this is interesting because this is like our first glance at monsters not being monsters to Siri right but instead like the monsters recognizing that she's special or unique and like there's something about her that they that they don't like just clearly lay out. Right. Um, that attracts the monsters in a peaceful way to her, which to is her. nice storytelling for as the time goes along. Um, so then we get to the spot where Geralt realizes that instead of it being a woman or a demon or anything like that, it's actually a uh, Bruxa, which is from all the video games and stuff like that. It's just a vampire, you know, uh, Gonna try to kill some people, which would explain why it pulled all those uh, guys from their cart and stuff like that and moved on with life. Uh, and so he fights her and kills her. Well, doesn't kill her. He's losing the fight, basically. Uh, and then Navillan runs her through with a... Uh, spear. A spear. And she's all like, you know... Wow, shit. I did miss the part where he says the reason he's cursed is because uh, he what raped and murdered some priestess. Correct. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah he went to and, a holy place and yeah. no, he said yeah. he says that after after he kills her. Is it after? Yeah, because he mentions it. Yeah. Okay. Because or he lies and says that he desecrated. Oh, the holy that's temple. what it was. And it isn't temple. until it isn't until like he actually kills the love right. of his life that he's right. like actually what i did right because that's when they walk away from him yeah yeah actually oh. he didn't he didn't kill her he stabbed her girl Ger- girl killed her cutting her head off oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah sorry yeah killed the priest oh yeah sorry yeah sorry, uh, I thought we were t- sorry yeah that. no so and that was the whole thing was like he had tried to use his money and his wealth to do the, like the beauty and the beast thing and it didn't work and then the curse gets broken when he helps to kill uh, the Bruxa and, you know, love and blood are intertwined. And the only reason it broke the curse is because it was true love. So now he's back to his human form. So he no longer has his magic or his strength. And uh, his one true love is now dead because he killed it to save his friend. And so he paid for his curse in maybe the worst way possible. And Geralt walks away from him because he should. I really, I really like um a line from this this episode um when nevlin is lying to Geralt base and and siri basically saying like 
you know, I have to live, I've been cursed to live alone. Like I'm a beast. I'm a monster. I'm cursed to live alone. And, uh, his, his line is, that's the thing about loneliness. It eats you alive. Uh, which is funny because he's totally referencing the Brooksa or his his wife, lady friend, whatever we want to call her, as loneliness because he's yeah. immortal. And like for her to feed, she feeds on him to like prevent her from going and killing a bunch more people. Right. Right. So that that plot line is the one plot line. Geralt and Siri, they stop at Novellan's castle, meet up with this old friend who's been cursed. Break a curse. That sounds very witchery, right? You know, I I, I actually wrote down very Beauty and the Beast for sure. Well, it is you, definitely. If you read the books, yeah, the the short stories have like five or six of the short stories are just straight up retold uh, fairy tales, Brother Grimm mm-hmm. fairy tale stuff. Uh, oh, okay, I'll uh, yeah, yeah, like there's there's a. Little Mermaid one there. There's the Beauty and the Beast one. I'm trying to think what other ones there are. Um, but Witcher three does a Snow White and the <laughs> the Seven Dwarves. So like, there's a there's definitely a fairy tale <laughs> retelling of a fairy tale uh, vibe to all of the Witcher universe there too. So, okay, okay, that's that's um, funny. So yeah, it is, and the short story is even more Beauty and the Beastie like. This one, they sort of streamlined it a bit, but in, because you don't see anything in that in the, the short story, it's literally them just sitting around a fire talking, uh, So, which is what they did here, but there was just way more talking in the story. Couldn't do that in a regular show. Um, as for sense. the other line, turns out uh, the mages captured Kahir. They're trying to figure out where Yen is, but he's not talking at all. Uh, and that sort of is just, you know, mage intrigue at Eratusa. Nothing like, I don't know. I didn't find that super interesting in the first episode. I was all in on the, the Nivellan story. Oh, just yeah. Sort of, hey, look, the mages are, you know, trying to interrogate him. To say he really wants to find Yen, etc., etc. Kahir isn't going to break. And then... It ends with you seeing that uh, Yen got captured by Frangilla and was being taken, was presumably back to Nilfgaard, and they get jumped in the woods by Scoyatel. Dude, those spears that they use <laughs> to kill those guys with are so <laughs> massive. It's so rad. Like comes out of nowhere, like, too. They come out of nowhere, and they're like fucking nine feet long on cables. Yeah, you it's know, like they were just fired like, from like a contraption. You know the I mean, a ballista, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking, dude. Yeah, I mean, they're totally like just shot at like a thousand miles an hour, pierce the people, and then and then they just sit there for like a half second with this like nine foot spear sticking through the middle of them, and then they're just yanked to the darkness, like something <laughs> from a horror movie. Yeah, yep. dude, totally. Yep. And I think I think that like half second of just sitting there, like like. Filleted, not filleted. Um, what's it? What's it called? Uh, impaled. Impaled. Yeah, skewered. That's skewered, that. That go. was the cooking term I was looking for. <laughs> just they're like skewered just for a second, and then disappearing into the darkness. Uh, it's pretty rad. Um, I did. I did appreciate to say a, um, 
going all in on the prisoner though. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Kahir, who uh <laughs> for me, like in the books, his storyline is one of my favorites. We might talk about this at the end because they've already announced some casting for season three. We won't do any spoilers, but okay. we'll talk about it. But uh but I like that Kahir is you know an important part of this storytelling because you could leave him out or make him into like a combination of characters if you wanted to. Uh, but they haven't. So I'm happy about that. Uh, so next episode, care Morin. Uh, so let's stick with Geralt and Siri, or do we want to, well, no, cause that was the bigger, the bigger storyline in the episode. So let's start with the lesser storyline, which is, Fringilla and Yen captured by Phil Evandrel, who mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he got recast from season one or if he just uh, put on a few pounds in the COVID times. Um, <laughs> because he looked know, way different. Uh, yeah. So, but it was definitely Phil Evandrel, but I don't know if it was the same guy. I, he might have gotten recast. Um, so he takes them to another elf we see in the woods uh, by the name of Francesca. And. Francesca's a elven sorceress. And no, Francesca's the mage. As a sorceress. Mages are sorceresses. But isn't Francesca not the elf? No, Fringilla is not the elf. Oh, Francesca. Francesca. <laughs> That's right. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm on. We're, we're all together now. We're good. Uh, so, yeah, all of these F names are all in the story yeah. together. Philavandro brings Frangilla to Francesca in the forest. It, it can get confusing even listening <laughs> to the books. It gets confusing sometimes. Um, so, yeah, and they're they're digging around for some sort of, uh, you know, monolith that they believe is the prophet Ithlene. Um, not that it matters for the story of the you know, the, the TV show yet, but Ithlin's promise prophecy is like the famous thing that drives a whole bunch of storylines. Like the Witcher three is based off of Ithlin's prophecy, which is, you know, the white frost will come and destroy the world. So if you remember back in season one, when Siri explodes, those guys who were trying to grab her and her horse and all that, when she dropped to her knee and started saying, nah, it was the time of the white frost, the wolf and the ax and stuff like that. That's, mm-hmm coming out of Ithlene's prophecy. So she's sort of a huge, I don't even want to say, she's not a character in the universe, but her prophecy and her aura sort of drives a whole bunch of stuff that characters do in the universe. Um, So they want to go find, she wants to go find Ithlene, and then Yen and Fringilla are also having dreams uh, with obviously not Ithlene. They have, you know, Whatever, young to say uh, for Yan and uh, Amir for young Amir for Fringilla. Is that who that was? Young to say? I was I could I did not catch that. I knew it was a young person, but I did not tie that together. Yeah, that's what I that's what I got. But I also not a hundred percent sure. I was going off of one of the recaps I read. Uh, okay, on it. like they didn't make it obvious that it was, but I mean, it was just some. It would make sense that it was Tasea and that it was like a yeah a mother totally. yeah Yen's mother figure. So well, and, and the witch like the um, deathless mother, deathless mother. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to think of. 
Uh, she she does a really good job of mind fucking all three of them differently. Too. Yeah, she does. Right. Like so, she she plays into each one of their fears. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Have, yeah. So they have these dreams. They find the way in. They go into this hut in the woods uh, that has you know basilisk legs, which is uh, basically a Baba Yaga in Slavic folklore. It's like a house with chicken legs. So they they took a big old monster out of Slavic lore and put it in there, which fits with the feel of uh, what the Witcher universe should do, even though totally created for the TV show, not a thing that's in the books. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember that in any of the books. Uh, the Deathless Mother is not a thing that's in the books. So. Okay. Oh, really? Good, because yeah. I was like, I was not putting two and two together. I'm like, I do not remember this character. So we have, you know, we get questions about it later, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, we'll just say for now, not part of the books at all. Uh, Interesting. So a total Netflix creation. So they go in, they talk to this death with the mother. She gives them what they need to do for to achieve their greatest desire. You know, Fringilla and Francesca are all aboard. Yeah, and they fell for it hard. Yeah. They're like, yeah, oh, this like, is great. I have no real urge to do that. Uh, and she's like, okay, well, you, you be you. And then she's out wandering the woods and has no magic ability. She can't open a portal. She's just a well, normie, if you will. She's normal. Yeah. It, yeah. And Yen's big thing is she's like, I don't want to be in debt to anyone. Like right. I'm done being in debt to people. Yep. Yeah. Which is great. Um, except for... The whole thing that you used to make money so you could not be in debt to anybody is now gone. Right. And that's sort of where we we leave her in that endeavor, right? So now yeah. we can yeah, switch just to kind of join them. Yeah. That's sort of where that episode ends, uh, for her story arc is her running through the woods in the rain trying to open a portal and it doesn't work. No, they well, they just find her. They just find her like in like laying in some some fucking grass or some shit as they're walking by and they're like, oh, there you are. And they're like, oh, it's all it's all going to be OK. Everything's OK. Yeah, she that's right. Us. Yeah. yeah. So. So, yeah, now we can switch to the other what reasonably major storyline point, and that is Geralt and Siri get to Kaer Morin. Kaer Morin being the ancestral home of the witchers um in the netflix universe it feels like it's the only witcher school witcher home that they have between that and the uh the anime that they have the nightmare of the wolf it sort of feels like all the witchers are from care morin um that's not the case in like the the book canon and the video games canon but so anyways, the story is that the witchers go back to Caramor in the winter, you know, when the monsters all go underground and they can resupply and get some R&R and stuff like that before they head out to make their money and kill their beasts in the spring. So that's Geralt's home. He takes Ciri there because that's the only place he knows that he can protect her. Everyone's there. They're happy to see her, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then... Eskel comes in a little bit later, carrying the hand of Aleshi, um, Aleshin, if you will, uh, which is a giant tree monster, basically. Um, yeah. The spirit of the woods, if you've played The Witcher 3, is Aleshin. Um, 
but basically, yeah, it's a it looks like a giant tree moose um, in lore. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they uh, he seems a little bit weird, but nobody really calls him on it because I don't know. He just seems a little weird. They're yeah, like, he is like creepy, weird, weirdo vibes the entire time through the episode. Like Correct. everything they do is to cast like weird mystery around him for sure. Right. And I mean, they do show like the little stick come out of his wound and like, you're like, oh, that can't possibly be good. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut away from it for a while. Um, but they're having this big old party. Eskel brings a bunch of uh, prostitutes up. Netflix uh, met its quota of showing breasts for the series. Uh, I yeah, think first they're... two first two episodes we had yeah. we had that. Yeah, right. I feel like it was just sort of a you have so much screen time each time. If we're going to give you this rating, you have to show it. It's like uh, <laughs> on HBO shows too. That he's like, well, if you. Have a mature rating. You have to show this many uh, private parts in the course of the episode or over the course of the season to make it work. I think to like some of the forced Game of Thrones nudity scenes. That, yeah, that's exactly the feel I got from this. I was like, are we going more Game of Thrones in season two? Because uh, this is episodes two for two with nudity. Right. And I'm all about it. I mean, I think really it should be eight for eight. But I'm just... <laughs> but uh... <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> But yeah, so they're having this party, and then all of a sudden, everyone's medallions start uh, going crazy to you know sense that there's magic going on, and it turns out Eskel had gotten infected by whatever had killed him, and he sort of turns into one himself. And uh, he got infected by whatever he killed. Yeah, the lesson that he the killed. Lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you oh, said yeah, yeah. that I killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah, my I got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so Geralt has to fight Eskel. He's trying to help him, like, trying to talk him into fighting it. Vesemir shows up. Vesemir being Geralt's father, if you will. Father figure, for sure. And mm -hmm. then, again, in the Netflix series, uh, or in the Netflix universe, you notice that from Nightmare of the Wolf, which is Vesemir's story. And one of the little witchers that escaped the school under attack is Geralt. So, like, in their world, they're telling you, basically, that... Vesemir's been looking out for Geralt since he's been like eight years old type deal. Um, and so the legend's about to kill Vesemir, so Geralt has to kill him. And we get the spot where it's like, all right, Siri, you're not going to be safe anywhere. You're going to have to learn how to fight. And that's how that episode ends. And he says the line that the line that he says, because he's talking to her about fighting kind of earlier in the episode and like how she wants to like get revenge on the Black Knight or, or the, yeah, yeah. whatever. And uh, Geralt's like, uh, we don't kill out of fear. We kill to save lives. Right. So, Which, yeah. Yeah. So that fight, scene, that fight scene with Veskold is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh... a good fight scene. With the, I thought they did a really good job with some of their special effects budget this season. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely! I feel and like I they really got a lot more money for that. I like even like when Geralt's going to fight him, 
and he takes the fire and like burns them and then realizes that that it's his friend and immediately drops the fire. Right. And it's just like, I'm not going to like he could just end him there. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to try and help my friend. So exactly. this episode, so whatever, 10 episodes into the entire Netflix series is uh, the first time that the show killed off a character that wasn't or that was in the video games later. It's like the first change to the possibilities of the video games. Oh, interesting. Because Eskel is a part of the video games. Um, he is a rather minor character in the books. Like he just sort of exists, but he's a bigger character in Witcher 3. So that's why people were up in arms about it because a lot of people really loved Eskel from the games. But in the books, he just sort of is there. And so they took they chose him as to be like the emotional pivot point for the, the story itself. Uh, so it's kind of interesting because even though the story up to this point had been different than the books, they had made sure that like you could plop down into Witcher 3, the video game, and play it. And everybody that was alive was still alive until this. Right. <laughs> so. All right. Episode three. Unless anybody had anything else they want to talk about in episode two. Nope. I'm just Not doing either. like massive uh, retellings and you guys are correcting me where I'm mix, mixing stuff up here. But you're, uh, <laughs> you're doing absolutely great. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> uh, so what is lost is episode three. And this is. Uh, this is, let's say, Siri starts her sword training at Kaer Morin, right? She starts uh, learning how to fight. Um, Lambert and Cohen uh, give her a hard time. They, oh, you're never going to be a witcher. And so they spend a whole bunch of time building up to her running the comb, as it's called. So Well, and, and like even before that, she's like just beating... The shit out of the stray or out of the straw dummy or whatever. Right. And Geralt's like, um, you need to you need to take a break. Like you need to get some rest. And she she quotes Laszlo and says, um, less than perfect means death. Right. <laughs> and, and I thought that was awesome because I wrote it down uh, at the beginning of the episode, and then we actually touch on it again later, which is pretty rad. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that as well. So, and that, as they're there, she, you know, she trains, she trains. They, uh, you know, you can see her getting better. I, I think of the uh, South Park, all you need is a montage song. So you, you just <laughs> get a little bit better than ever seen in a montage. <laughs> Dude, she gets rocked so fucking hard that first attempt. Like you know what you oh, know yeah. what's gonna happen, but she gets fucking rocked so hard that first attempt. Yeah, yeah. So um so yeah, she uh she finally completes it with a little bit of humor right at the very end where she's done running it and she like screws up the last jump and falls off to the side and you know, the hitter with the, oh, so close. You didn't actually get it yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's great because everyone, like, at this point, everyone's watching her. And she's, like, nailing it. And she just has one jump left. And she, like, 
falls so hard and like just <laughs> totally fails. And Carol walks up to her and just just looks at her and goes, "So close." And then walks away. And it's just like, dude. Oh. Not even, not even gonna help you up. Just you know, you're close. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get give you my hand. Yeah, yeah and up. everyone just walks away, and she's just like in the snow. And oh god, it's so great. I love it. <laughs> uh but then they decide that uh, they're gonna go find whatever this monster is out in the woods. We're gonna just try to finish the Geralt series story before we move on to the rest of the episode. Okay. Uh, and they find this lesson out in the woods, and. They're getting ready to fight it, and this giant centipede monster comes out of nowhere, rips the Leshen in half, killing it, and then starts chasing Siri. And obviously, she runs away, and it's a pretty pretty cool little chase scene. Yeah. Finally corners her, and then Geralt comes out of nowhere to save the day at the end. Well, and, and so, like, this is such a rad part of The Witcher, too, because, like, here they are, like, let's go kill this you know, spirit of the woods, like let's kill this monster. And then they find it and they're like, they're like getting ready to kill it. Like, and they got their, they're all stance and that, that centipede just fucking rips it in half, like just comes up on it and just <laughs> fucking rips the monster in half. Like it's nothing. And then looks at them and it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> like things just got turned to 11. We're going to need like, a bigger boat. It's like, it reminds well, me of star Wars episode one where he's like, there's always bigger fish. There's always, you know, and all of a sudden this big ass is whoop. I'm like, yep, there you go. Um, the, you know, and the thing, the thing too, like, so again, we have this monster and it chases Siri down and it gets her cornered. And what does it do? Does it go to attack her? No, like it 100% is being friendly to her. Just like, looks at her and like. Well, it looks at her and it, it it seems as if it's like offering to help. Like it it like it like changes its like like um demeanor. like its stance demeanor. Yeah, yeah like and it, it it's like approaching her in like a friendly way. Like it's gonna like help her is about to help her and then Geralt chops its head off. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that sort of ends the uh, the Geralt Siri part of the episode, right? Well, except for this is when we see that quote again after he chops the head off, and yeah. she's standing there, and and she says, "Less, yeah, I think Geralt said like good job or something, or or like you did well, or and she says less than perfect means death, and he looks at her and goes, so Laszlo would be proud because she's still alive, right? Right, and so he gives right. her a compliment." Oh, Laszlo. That guy could not ride his horse fast enough. <laughs> uh, all right. So that that's the, the witchering part of it. Now on to the mage part of it. Um, Yen's back at Eratusa, and everyone's like, well, not everybody. To say is like, hey, I'm glad you're back, but uh, nobody knows what happened to you and you use fire magic, so people are sort of suspicious. She's like, okay, well, I'll just lay low. And then she made the mistake of walking down the uh, same hallway as creepy-ass Stregobor. And he just <laughs> went and, you know, massaged her brain. Yeah. Which was awful. Um, <laughs> so, like, he... I like I like this scene because, like, he just touches her on the shoulder. Like, to to, like, entrap her or whatever. Right. And you see her fight him for a second, 
and almost like get free and then like he like really like goes all in and then you can tell that that she's like chained but i really like the way that they did it visually because like like you can see her fighting or resisting the like prison the mind prison that he's putting her in and like it's it's really cool how they how they just cut to it and then she realizes that she's chained so yeah um oh go ahead so I have a question about this part for you guys. Um, so he's he's reading her mind, right? He's going through all the of, of the events, but to say a stops him before he actually gets to the part where he sees would have seen the deathless mother. Do you think that that would have changed how they interacted with Yen? Had they have seen like that she had interactions with this, like you know witch or whatever that had been supposedly locked up for eternity entirely convinced they know about her like maybe they know legends but she's like an ancient evil that like the first witchers locked up so she's been out of everyone's mind except for specifically monster hunters for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years okay okay and obviously it's not foolproof right because we saw that to say I tried the same thing on Kahir for, you know, however long she did in one of the first episodes and he never cracked. And so mm-hmm. there are, you know, the argument that you could say that she was, while she was losing the battle, she was not, you know, going to give up everything. Well, his, so she made the comment that his mind was protected by magic. Yeah. That's why. So it wasn't even that it was him. It was that someone had already protected him. That makes sense. I remember that now. So, yeah. 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 Um, So. Say I realizes Yen doesn't have her magic. Let's her know that she needs to kill Kahir to prove her loyalty to the northern mages. Um, And they're going to have this big old ceremony in front of all of the northern kings. So they go there, and Yen frees Kahir instead of kills him, knocks some stuff over. All of the uh, monarchs just sit there and sort of look at each other with a smirk on their face, which was kind of amusing. And they're like, <laughs> well, shit, the mage's got some stuff they got to figure out. And <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> they, uh, they ride off into the night to try to escape. And that's sort of the the Yen storyline for that episode. Does it bother anyone that the mages are not in control and just these random rich people are like they, they have nothing except for money and soldiers and yeah, but I just, I feel like they, they could easily be overthrown. Funny. You should mention that in the Witcher lore, uh, very early in the time on the continent, there was a mage who chose to turn down the offer to be king, and it sort of set a precedent that mages would not be sovereigns. Hmm. And so that's sort of like a, a like, I don't know, mm-hmm. centuries old uh, tradition that people follow. And like, yeah. put some mages in their pecking order is what you could say. Yeah, yeah, the mages just, don't really answer to the sovereigns. They offer yeah. support to them, but uh, 
and they obviously want to have like that control. Obviously, we saw in the first season they were upset that Sintra refused their help and stuff like that. Um, but it's sort of like equals on different footing. Like they don't want to have any. They don't. Mages don't control any land, but they're there to help with the uh, the political affairs. And the sovereigns let, sort of let the mages do their thing at the school and don't mess with them and pay them for their support and stuff like that as long as they don't give them any grief, basically. Don't cross mm-hmm. the line. Yeah. Uh, and then the last storyline in episode three is Frangilla and a pregnant Francesca show up in Sintra to uh, start giving the elves a new home in the fallen city that you know, once was series home. Which is, you know, just sort of a neat thing, but not anything too huge yet in the storyline, right? All right. Episode four, named Redanian Intelligence, which is kind of amusing because there is a Twitter uh, handle from basically as soon as the... Netflix show got uh, greenlit for season one. They became like the the Twitter feed to follow for information on casting and uh, like any sort of interviews with the showrunners or the writers or the actors. They'd always have like links to that, and so called Redanian intelligence. So as a funny as a like a tip <laughs> to the cap to these uh, huge super fans, they named one of the episodes after it. That's awesome. I like that. Um, Redanian intelligence being uh, Sigismund Dijkstra and uh, Philip Eilhart, who you don't really know as Philip Eilhart uh, at that point in time, but Dijkstra and uh, comes in and saves the uh, king from drinking poisoned wine. Is sort of our introduction to him, right? Is he comes in. Puts a knife through the back of somebody's throat, makes somebody else drink a (laughs) cup of wine and watch them fall to the ground convulsing. And they're like, hey, something's going on. So it is, uh, I thought it was a pretty good introduction. It was. Yeah. The casting of Dijkstra is pretty good too. Um, If you've played Witcher 3, uh, Dijkstra is in that, but not as Dijkstra. He's, uh, what is his name? In. The Witcher 3. Why can't I not remember that? Bryce is yelling at his uh, children. Bryce, stop yelling at your children. <laughs> no, at the end of thing, <laughs> trying to tell me, get it together. Uh, <laughs> and I still, I'm like seeing the picture of him as well. Uh, why am I? He's one of the stupid. Uh, Crime bosses in Witcher 3, and I cannot remember his Witcher 3 name to save my life right now. Uh, and it's gonna bother me. Um, is is episode three where they show him like drinking and tripping out, like talking to himself? Four, but I don't think that's four, I think that's a later one when he's trying to figure it out. Is that later? Yeah, maybe you're right. Siggy Reuven, that's what it was. Um, wait, no, that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. So, anyways. 
he goes by Siggy Rubin in the game. So he's one of the like underbosses in Witcher 3. I can't believe it bothered Hey guys, it took me that long to get there, and it wasn't even that important. So, sorry right, for completely ruining that. Uh, no, you're good. You're my good. My mind was heading down that way. Uh, so they uh, they basically start plotting on how they're gonna get Sintra over, taken over because, as we talked about in the first season, Sintra is considered one of like the crown jewels of the North. So if you own it and control it, you have a lot of power. Um, so, while this is happening, we could probably... Oh, they bring back Dara, right? They say, hey, Dara, mm, you yes. can come be our informant. We'll send you to Sintra, get to hang out with the elves, and give us information. So, it was nice that he came back, because he certainly didn't need to after the first season, but he was a likable character, so I'm glad he was in season two. Also a complete Netflix creation, not a, not a real book character. Dara's Netflix? Yeah, yeah not at not all part of the books. books. Oh, so because I, I was going to say, is he like good or bad? Like, what do we... Is, we don't know Netflix yet. wants to make it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we don't know. We we have a feeling. I mean, I have a feeling he's going to end up being good in the end, but... I Yeah, he just... He, like, every everything we've seen him in, he's just been... There, there really hasn't been any, like... Like, um... I don't know, man. It just seems like everything that he's done has been good for sure. Well, like, he like he hasn't been deceitful out, or anything. Yeah, he, he starts out like, I'll, screw this, I'll do what you want me to do. And then after he thinks about it for a while and doing it, it's like, no, nah, I don't want to do this no more. You know? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to be better. And then he fessed up to uh, Francesca and company saying, hey, yeah, I was spying on you guys. And they're like, hey, it doesn't matter. We got a kid now. Spoiler alert for later in the spoilers that we're going to be giving. Um, <laughs> now I now I don't even know if I can watch this show for fourth time. Yeah. Is that uh, really so we'll go with uh, Geralt and Ciri. Uh, there, Caramorn and Trish shows up. Good old Trish Marigold. Last we saw, laying on the ground with her chest on fire uh, at uh, Sodden Hill. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> Um, well, no, she, we saw her in, in episode oh, hugs, one. Yeah, yeah. No, no she no, was no. in episode one. They had to save her. Remember, the three was, mages surrounded her and had to save her because she was yeah she starting was to seize. Right, yeah. right, that's right. And we do yeah. see her when when they get to Eratusa, right? It's Yen and Triss and uh, the other two. Oh, um, yeah, all the girls. Yeah, Sabrina maybe, and stuff or? like that. They all yeah. go down and hang out in the hot tub. Uh, to yeah. sort of <laughs> blow off some steam. Um, Magic hot tub. Magic hot tub, yeah. Uh, so she's there to help figure out what's going on with the the magic and checking out the the origins. And that's where we find out that these monoliths sort of matter. We saw them in like uh, episode or in season one, right? Mm-hmm. The monolith falls between Siri and Kahir, and that's how she escapes. Um, so this is the first time they really talk about it, right? Uh, and then we find Ciri's got the Elder Blood, which is uh, long thought to be extinct, but there's these magical flowers that keep showing up everywhere she bleeds, and they're like, well, it's got to be that. Um, In the snow, then, too. Yeah. Not just, like, flowers popping up. Like, literally, there's snow on the ground, and and beautiful flowers are popping up through the snow. Right. And so they're like, 
Hey, now we uh, could perhaps make, make new witchers. Because the long since thought to be extinct, the ability to do this because the Elder Blood's gone. And I thought also that the mages who were doing it in the Netflix show ended up getting killed in the, the movie. Not the show, the movie. Nightmare of the Wolf, so you should have lost the formula there. But feels like they, they didn't really worry about that because they're like, okay, we can do this now. Uh, <laughs> and sort of they leave it there. I'm just sort of... We could we could make new witchers. Dun dun dun. And then Geralt uh Geralt gets teleported to meet Istrid and they have a little bit of a an introduction to each other, which is kind oh, of amusing. That was cool. <laughs> that was who are you? Don't move. <laughs> <laughs> and the calling Yennefer by the different nicknames, Yenna and Yen, uh yeah. To talk to about her. Uh, I don't know if that was this episode or one of their later ones, but uh, that episode five. Okay, is but when yeah. they start. Yeah, when they start connecting dots. <laughs> so, which I think is kind of cool because I was wondering how they were gonna make the story work. Because again, Istrid is a rather minor character in the books. He's like in one short story, so to make him a recurring character over the seasons is kind of cool. How they're sort of working in the. Uh, the theme from the the one short story he was in into an overarching plot point, uh, slowly building up to it. And lastly, uh, Kahir and Yen are running through Novigrad and trying to escape, and it feels like they're doing okay, and then all of a sudden it starts raining flyers from the sky with their faces on it. <laughs> so yeah. they realize they gotta get out of town. They hear about this, uh, Sandpiper, who's going out of his way to help elves get onto uh, smuggler ships. They go to from meet it. Dara, right? Yeah, from Dara. Or not and, Dara. Not Dara, no. That, that wasn't Dara. That wasn't no, Dara. was the other, the old dude and the, the deaf guy. The, who gets, the deaf yeah. guy. Yeah. Who gets yeah. eaten by a monster in the subway, or in the, the sewers. It does hey. feel like a subway. Yeah, yeah. The subway <laughs> for monsters. Uh, yeah. So they walk up. And they go to meet the Sandpiper, and what do you know? It's Yeskier belting out a song. And Dude, I love, I love the casting of Yeskier, and <laughs> I Joey love his, great. Dude, I love his music. It is like every single song that he plays in in all the seasons is so good. <laughs> yeah. So this one was, you know, an angry. <laughs> Geralt's a nah. piece of trash. Burn yeah. butcher, burn. <laughs> yeah, burn butcher, burn. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, and so he helps them smuggle onto a ship, but his ego gets the better of him because the guy was, the guy recognized him, the guard recognized him, and started <laughs> to do like a uh, meta critique of season yeah. one of The Witcher of all of the complaints <laughs> that fans had and talking about how, <laughs> you know, oh, oh yeah. I saw that one coming, or that seems a little bit uh <laughs> And then the line of... The line from Yasker, don't do it. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Walks down and starts talking to the guy. And uh, Yen decides that she's not going to get on the smuggled ship with Kahir and Dara headed to Sintra and goes after Yaskir, who's in trouble. So we are halfway through the season. And I think it picks up steam from here. Like it's pretty good so far for me. Like we're at the halfway point. I'm like, 
man, I don't really know what they're going with it, but like they're they're setting stuff up nicely. And then I feel, for me at least, it, it really picks up steam uh, starting in episode five. Because they start with uh, introducing Rience. Um, you sit in a prison cell. Somebody comes out, uh, lets him out. And he's just like doing this little fire thing with his fingers. Snappy, snappy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they don't really tell you much about him at that point in time. Um, but he, he's cast so well. Like right. he plays like the madman so well, dude. Just like a cocky, arrogant, uh, thinks he's better than everybody else. Super but, confident. Yeah, yeah. Super confident, ultra intelligent, crazy. Right. Exactly. So, so that's the introduction to him. Um, then we jump over to Geralt and Istrid heading out to this fallen monolith, and it still kind of feels like those two are a buddy cop comedy team. It does. Because <laughs> they're just like, they're cracking jokes at each other, and like, neither one really likes the other one, but they're working together. <laughs> they just keep getting one up on each other. Well, and this is where Geralt uh, learns that Yen is alive. Right. And then this is where they both realize that they're both in love with the same woman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it was. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't as awkward as you thought it would be at that moment in time, but it's also because like the monolith stuff sort of happened at the exact same time. Right. Like they start yeah. talking about it and then Siri activates the monolith. Uh, by yelling is, Geralt's name, right, and then this, uh, this whatever Kemborg or whatever the the giant winged crystal monster f- flew out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that happens because Vesemir uh, wants to create new Witchers, and Ciri's like, "Okay, but you have to try it on me." And. Uh, well, it's it's happened because Triss was walking Siri through her memories. Right, correct. And yeah. something something in there, uh Ithleen's prophecy, if you will, um scared Triss because Siri's gonna destroy the world type deal. Well, and it's awesome how they build up to it because they start walking through and Siri's a little bit scared, you know? Especially, right. is it is it the Black Flame or Black Knight? What or what is? The, I assume it's the Black Knight is the first the, thing. That I think she's it's like the afraid Black of, Yeah, yeah, and 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 she's kind of scared. And Triss is like, nothing can hurt you here, like it's okay. And then then they walk and see her mother, and then you see Triss start getting worried, and Siri's more confident, and Triss is like, this isn't this isn't how this is supposed to work. <laughs> Tris realized she done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and then and she actually says like this isn't how this is supposed to work like a couple times. Um and it's crazy because like we get a we get a glimpse of the wild hunt. Yep. Right? Yep. Here and then that's when Tris learns that Ciri's going to potentially destroy everyone and then she that's when Siri starts yelling for, for Geralt. Geralt. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's out. crazy because when they when they do come to Triss is like, get away from me, get away from me. Like right. you're gonna kill us all. Yeah. 
Trish didn't handle it very well. Uh, no, she did not. No, not at all. Which is fair because that's sort of how it happens in the books too. Uh, maybe slightly differently in that, but the general gist is still the same. That Triss is Triss realizes that she's over her head and can't really do anything about it and is scared about that. Um. So Geralt comes back and gets there just in time to stop Siri from trying to become a Witcher, and we sort of that's their their storyline, the Caramoran group, right? Yep. At the same time, uh, you know, Yennefer comes out, finds where they're holding Yaskier, uh, as Rience is trying to interrogate him, um, and burns the shit out of his face with a little bit of whiskey and a little bit of flame. Yeah, I was wondering, I'm like, why is she, she didn't swallow, like, she drank that whiskey. I'm like, she's not swallowing it. I'm like, oh shit. Yep. She's getting ready to burn it. <laughs> Dude, it Kevin. <laughs> she played like a drunk person. So, oh, well yeah. too. the like, drunk his, wife. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, that was great. That was a great play on her behalf. I really, I really dig that. Right. So they escape. But uh, Yen gets caught, and in her sort of desperation, she calls out to the uh, the Deathless Mother to like get her magic back and figure out how she can get out of this situation, which is and oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and um, when was it? Is it how? Do, who's the flame dude? Rians or what's Rience. his name? Rians. Yeah, Rience. When he right. when he has Yeskir at first, it is nighttime, right? And he's like when because he, he's first doing the snap thing and you can't see him, and then he snaps, and all of a sudden there's just a single flame, and you see his face. Right. But then when they cut back to him, it's like morning or yeah. like early day. So like he has been getting beat up and interrogated for hours when you when they cut back to him, and they don't really lead. It's it's easy to miss like when you first watch because like they cut back to like a series scene and then they cut back right. to Yeskier, but yeah, he's been he was he was getting beat up for a while before Yen saved him. Yeah. So Yen saves him. Uh they get set up, she gets caught. She's, you know, worried about bad things happening, so she summons the death of some other sort of just disappears from the world when she calls to her. And that's where she finds out that she needs to take uh, Siri to a door outside of Sintra to get her power, or to have her greatest desires understood, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's sort of the end of that story. Did we even... Yeah. Anything in that episode even with Sintra? I don't think so. I don't even remember. Doesn't Yasker get caught at the end no. of that episode too? Yeah, yeah, he gets he's peeping because he's peeping yeah, he's in on through the window. Yeah, and then yeah. Yeah. he that's, gets grabbed by the gets, police. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's why he gets put in the in the, the jail clink. or prison. Yeah. Ah, yes. Next one, dear friend, which is one of the more amusing uh, things from the books as well. Geralt writes to Yennefer saying, dear friend. And then when she writes back, she puts 
the term or the phrase dear friend in the letter like 40 times just to hammer home that she was not okay with being called dear friend. So it was uh, <laughs> from the books. It was like a, so this is another hat tip to the book, uh, like fan favorites from the books. Um, but it starts with uh, Geralt taking Siri out side of Kiermore and uh, hunt the chair. Chernbog or whatever it is, Chernabog that's coming after her from that she called from the uh, monolith, and uh, we lose uh, a dear friend in Roach in the attack. They kill the Chernabog, but the horse passes on. Um, quite sad. Where it was really funny because episode five, I was watching this with Debbie, their first watch or first time watching through. And she, I think she went to St. Louis for Christmas, maybe, with the kids. And we only got through episode five. But early on, she's like, they better not do anything to the horse. And like, so oh, like no. they go they go to the airport and we were going to do our show. So I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm just I'm going to watch all the episodes, but I'll rewatch them with you when you come back. And so the, I watched episode six, like immediately after dropping him off at the airport. And what happens? But Roach gets fucking taken out. And I'm like, of course, of course, the first episode I'm going to watch with her when she comes back is going to be Roach being killed. Yeah, yeah. is Roach <laughs> getting killed. Uh, so that is uh, the, uh, the impetus to tell Geralt he needs to get Siri out of Caramoran and Travel to the temple of Melitale, or Melitale, I think they call it in the uh, the show. Um, um, with uh, and we have another instance where the beast again was not going to attack Siri, but Geralt killed us, kills it before we figure out what it's going to do. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yep. That's every single time. It's like they just hold up on her like they they run up on her and then they're done <laughs> they yeah, don't actually yeah. they get dead before anything happens so so they go to the temple of Melitelli Melitelli I'll call it the way they say it in the show in case you watch the show uh and we're going to have uh mother Neneki teach Siri how to control some of her magic and it's a place for her to learn and be safe etc cetera, etc cetera. And not light all the candles, even though they're trying to light all the candles. That right. was. I noticed that. <laughs> Dude. First of all, Siri cannot light a fucking candle. Like, she she fucked around with, like, she just, she does not know how to light a candle. Did you notice how she walked up one time to light the thing, to light the candles with, and almost lit up the wrong side and turned it around? Yeah. Like the and girl playing Siri had to turn it around to light the right side. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> like, there were times where they were going to light candles and, like, they light one candle and there's like 15 candles out. And, and, then, the they yeah. and then they put it down and immediately <laughs> move to another area where the candles. And I'm like, you know, just, if you kind yeah. of light all the candles, just light them, light them in order. Stop moving around. Yeah, I'm sitting there, my OCD self is going, there's three candles there. You, why are yeah. you walking away? You missed oh. those candles. Those people weren't Gator, important. Gator, <laughs> I am happy that there are crazy people out there like me that notice these things and go absolutely bananas. Oh, it drives my <laughs> wife and yeah. kids. They're like, why are you? I'm like, I'm sorry. I just saw that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so 
uh, was it in the previous episode? No, it had to have been in this episode where Rianne shows up at Kaer Morin and uh, gets into a fight with Yaskier yeah. and Triss and steals the blood. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I think it was this episode, but because like Geralt was already gone, right? Yeah, Geralt yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, Geralt was gone. Geralt, Geralt was gone. Wasn't there either. Yeah. Yeah. Because he thought Siri and Geralt would have been there. Yeah. That's why he was going there and he ran across. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So, but he just he steals the mutagens and disappears, right? Um, so, uh, Geralt and Siri are there, and lo and behold, Yen shows up and they have a little bit of an awkward introduction. That's where the dear friend comes in, yeah, where Geralt and Yen are <laughs> about to make out. Siri walks in, and Geralt's like, this is my dear friend, Yennefer. And everyone yeah. sort of raises their eyebrows and dear friend? Question yeah. mark? <laughs> yeah, <she's> like, dear <laughs> friend. <laughs> and then while they're there, Siri, they're catching up and Siri goes off to do anything. She starts me talking with uh, the guy's name now. Uh, oh, the, Jory. The, yeah. I can't um, remember. Or something along those lines. Not super important, Jari. Um, he's totally a, not important. He uh, he plays a role <laughs> in the books uh, that's slightly larger. There are a few chapters in the later books told from his point of view, but basically, mm. um, he's showing her some stuff around the world, or you know, some information, some books, and all of a sudden, Rianne shows up with the Michelet brothers, uh, and we get a fight scene. Pretty fun. Dude. Hold on. Before we go into the fight scene, what was the thing she gave her to carry around that she was trying to light up the that Syria was carrying? The ball. Oh, you know what that, I'm talking about? Yeah. That they used to later in the episode to to get out. It just I Yen says it senses magic. I don't know I don't know what what purpose it served, but it, it does sense magic because it lights up. When it senses magic, which we see okay. later, I did. I could remember why the lady of the the lady of the temple gave it to Siri and had her carrying it around. That's what I was trying to remember. Well, I, I don't know if why. she gave it to her or if Siri took it upon herself to to because it was like standing up, right? Yeah, I don't, like remember. That's chain, I don't remember where she got it from. That's why yeah, I'm the chain was standing upright, and I know she was fascinated with it. And I want to say she took it with her on her own. Okay. And then just, yeah, was carrying it around, too. Oh, you know what it was? It was because she was fascinated with it, and then those dudes show up, and then when Geralt tells her to run, she grabs it as she's running. Okay. I think that's what it was. Sounds right. Um, so the fight scene is a nice little sword fight. Uh, I like the intro to this. So Rian's, uh, like, <laughs> Yen, and, Yen and Geralt fire, show fire. up, and Yen goes... Nice scar, shithead. And Geralt's like, <laughs> and Geralt goes, firefucker. And he goes, yeah. unfortunately. And then they start fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so rad. Oh. Firefucker. Oh. I, yeah. So that was, uh, we'll go a little bit off the tangent here, but that was one of those things as, as I was watching, I was trying to figure out how he was going to get his scar. Because in the books, uh, Yen scars him while saving Yaskier from him with magic, but she had lost her magic in this in, early in the series. So I'm like, 
well, how's he going to get the scar that lasts him forever? Uh, so I, I did enjoy that, you know, although it does feel like a, a simple alcohol burn to the face was something that magic could clear up, whereas a magical burn was why oh, right, be forever, forever scarred and unable to get that fixed. Uh, but anyways, they fight. Uh, well, is it a magical burn, though? Because he was burned with fire magic. Right? He was burned with his own fire. You're right. Yeah. Ah, see? You're thinking in ways that I never did, so that's good on you, Fluffy. Good on you. I do. Th- you know, I did my one thing today, guys. I'm going to check out. It is uh, nine twenty. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the fight one. goes. Fight goes about how you expect with uh, Geralt just ruining them slowly. It's it's a fair fight when it's five on one, and then it becomes four on one, and then three yeah. on one, and then two on one, and then one on one, and. Rienz has to try to run away. He has to portal away to escape uh, before Geralt gets him because he's sort of a coward in the grand scheme of things. And just as Geralt chases him off and goes to help Yen and Siri, Yen steps through a portal with Siri, and Geralt realizes that something is is up, if you will. Um, yeah, he ends up to something. Yeah, and then yeah, he, he was sensing no that or stop or something. He, said, he, looks, he like, says, "He says, Yen, no." And she, and she said, I have to, or something, yeah, or something, something like along those lines. Yeah. So, and then obviously Triss being the total useless character she is, goes and runs and narcs to, uh, yeah. to say, uh, and Vilga Fort's about, uh, series elder blood, which doesn't still doesn't mean much to us as, uh, watchers. We just know that it's super rare and nobody th- thought it existed anymore. And the mages are all up in a tizzy. So that was sort of that episode. Oh, uh, I get no, Fen from uh, Sintra as well, right? Uh, well, they go and they go to Fen and as Codringer, Codringer. Um, so they go start looking into what, why is Siri important? Like they right. start going through the old scrolls and stuff like that. Right, the link between uh, Siri and Lara Darn. Yeah, uh, and I I personally really like this couple. I feel like they remind me of the beer, Billy Crystal couple uh-huh. from Princess Bride. <laughs> like it's just like their their sarcastic dialogue, but they're like a pair, you know. And like I don't know, man. I think I just I I see them and I'm like Princess Bride vibes all the way. Yeah, I get that. Forgot that they were in that episode. They do. They did a great job with uh, casting those two as well. So I was very happy about that. Yep. Um, and yeah, I guess we have uh, the the central stuff with the elves. Uh, you know, Frangilla is having a little bit of trouble. Francesca gives birth to Frangilla's having trouble with the the Nilfgaardian soldiers. Francesca gives birth to the first elven baby born in years, and then Kahir tells. Frangilla that Emir is coming to town. Yeah, the that the white flame is coming. And you can yeah. see she's starting to realize like the deception of the deal that she made. Right. Like you can see you can see in episode six, like she's starting to like realize things are not at it's so weird, man. Like you make well, a deal with this entity that's imprisoned in a weird hut in a tomb in a woods in the middle of nowhere and, and it doesn't go your that, way. Yeah, it doesn't go your way. Like that's so fucking weird. You would think that that would totally go your way. 
Well, it starts playing on her fear of nobody's going to take her serious, that she's yeah. not in charge, that they're going to act like they like her, want to listen to her, but then they're going to turn on her. Right. Yeah. You know, it's sort of that same thing from season one, right? Where she had this thing and it got taken away from her and she got sent to Nilfgaard, which at the time was being controlled by the usurper who was not even the usurper before it was Fergus Varamaris. And she then got in trouble. So long story short, like nothing's ever come easy to her. And so she's got this chance to do what she thinks is the right thing. And she's just like starting to realize that she never really had any control over the situation. <laughs> yeah. It was all false. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Last two episodes. Not bad if we're only 80 minutes into this show now. We're moving at a nice clip. But uh, Voleth Mare, which is the the elven name of the Deathless Mother. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. So... Uh, we start with uh, Yen and Siri portaling into the home of the uh, the woman who took her in, um, and the in season one, yeah, and the dude who carried Geralt on his cart, uh, and she's like, "Oh, I know this place," and then finds out that everybody's dead and lit on fire and their bodies burned. Uh, so it looks like Rianne's got there first and killed Lord, these people. It- did Yen do it when she set everything on fire? No, she wouldn't have because she that wasn't they wasn't that close to all that. Right when they thing. when they did the thing with the fire, uh, that was when Geralt and Siri were meeting at that place. Oh, you're so, right. You're yeah. right. You're right. It would have burnt right. the house down too if she had. I didn't even put it together that Rianne yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah, I was that asshole again. Um, so they yeah, he, they start traveling towards Sintra, where we know there's this door that Yen's trying to. And Siri thinks she's going to take back her ancestral home and, you know. She thinks Geralt's there too, maybe, or something? Yes. Yeah. Yen told her Geralt was going to meet him there or something. No, that's what it was, yeah. So they start their trip, and then we cut to uh, Geralt freeing Yaskier from prison and asking him for help. Uh, And obviously, (laughs) Joey Beatty having a a nice discussion with his uh, rat friends. Uh, his his fellow mice were quite awesome, and he did a great job with the song. Again, catchy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny when he's getting ready to walk out. And he's like, "Hold on!" He turns around, tell him bye. And it's like, "What? I've made friends." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, the "I made friends" line is so funny. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> I just love how pissed off as he is at. Well, as mad as he was at. Geralt for leaving him on the mountain. He hugs him the first time he sees him. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's, that, yeah. that from the book is perfect because in the book, there are plenty of times Jasker gets mad as hell at Geralt, tells him off. And then the next scene, he's like, just talking away to him. You know, I mean, it's, just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, but this is where Geralt sort of realizes what happens because Jaskier told him he lost. You know, she lost her her magic, and she was muttering this incantation, and him being a witcher knew what that meant, and he realizes that uh, bad things are happening, and the, he and needs need to, to get, to get uh, he yeah. needs to get to Sintra fast to uh, to save Siri. Um, conveniently, as he's walking along, he runs into our buddy Yarpin Zigrin, 
Uh, oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, dude, Yarpin is great. Oh, they're even. He's even better in the books. Is he? <laughs> well, I feel oh, like. Yeah. So the thing that they, I think they're gonna do is Yarpin is just gonna be the default uh, dwarf that happens to all the storylines because in the the games you know of Zoltan Shive, um, who is like him and his group run into Geralt in one of the later stories and stuff like that. And they travel together for a while. And uh, so I, I suspect what they're going to do is basically every time in the stories, it calls for Geralt hanging out with the dwarves. It's going to be Yarpin and his crew, um, which is fine. Cause I think they're fantastic and they always make me laugh. Um, they do. When you look at their weapons and it's like, somebody's hand cut off and bronzed and turned into a weapon and somebody's foot so that they can, ah, uh, shove it up. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty great. So, um, we'll continue on with that storyline then. Uh, so Siri and Yen are right outside of Sintra and Siri just inadvertently reads Yennefer's mind. And realizes. Oh that, no! Before that, we before have to that, talk about. The, oh, we're talking about the. They got crossed the bridge. Crossing the river. Yeah, Gator's favorite part, man. <laughs> oh, I you know the notes up. So you know the part where she screams, they get across. But if you look in the distance, if they had just kept bringing the horses up, they could have crossed right above there. It was yeah, there was not that the, deep. Yeah, there was know. definitely a rock waterfall. That yeah, I'm like crossed. looking. I'm looking above, like the third time walking through, and I look above, and I'm like. The fuck you just didn't ride the horses up a little bit further and cross the river. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I know. It didn't fit, but that's just Right. Me it didn't me. look like it was the deepest river of all time. Yeah. No, it, it is pretty great though, because like Yen's like trying to teach Siri and like show her how to build the bridge and get it to manifest, right? And it's it's working, it's working and she fails. And then she gets upset and then she screams. And then all of a sudden they're on the other side of the, and the horses too. The horses. And the, yeah. yeah. And the horses. I noticed that the, I noticed that this watcher, like the horses are just hanging out like 10 feet away from them. Right. Yeah. But my thing is watching her trying to build the bridge and the blood comes out of her eyes and I'm just yeah. like, Holy shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She was bleeding from all corners of her eyes. And then, and then she's like, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did. And Yen's like, when you have power like this, never apologize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so they get there, and Siri reads Yen's mind and realizes that Yen is uh, up to some bullshit. And, and this is interesting the way that they do it because it isn't just Siri reads Yen's mind; it is Siri and Yen like go into this into this place, right? And and Yen goes, "If you're afraid, you should turn back." Right. If you're afraid, it, you should turn back. And she says it like a couple times. And um, she goes, I cannot choose. I have to go forward. If you're afraid, turn back. Like basically saying. Get out. Yeah. Like putting yeah. it on Siri. Like if you're afraid, you need to you need to turn back. I have to keep going, which is a really interesting way of like. Like bringing to light that she's deceiving her. Right. Well, that and you can see also Yen's having that second thought of maybe I shouldn't have brought her. Maybe I shouldn't be doing yeah, this. At the same time, because oh, she's, she's realizing, she's up. <laughs> yeah, she's realizing I've got what what Siri is, and I shouldn't have done this. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, she starts to do the right thing. But of course, right. too little, too late. Yeah, right. T- too late because the Nilfgaardian patrol hears it and they come running yeah. up on them. Well, that's uh, called Siri screams and makes right. a crack in the earth that cracks yeah, the yeah, yeah. wall. I mean, she has that ability yeah. to just rip open the earth. Um, <laughs> summon monsters. <laughs> summon monsters. You know, Bleed like from you her do. Eyes. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, the Nilfgaardian patrol. Shows up. Uh, so does uh, Geralt and the uh, Yarpin and the dwarves, and oh, that was... they just get to slaughter these uh, Nilfgaardian uh, soldiers. Yeah, that was great. That soldier rides right up on Siri and Yen, getting ready to like hurt Siri and or kill Yen. The head just goes, Thoop, Geralt cuts right. the head right <laughs> off. I'm like, yep, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all fucked um, up. <laughs> Y'all so, might around. At the end of that fight. Uh, Everyone's like talking, blah, 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 and thinking everything's cool. And then Geralt pulls out his sword and says, Yarpin takes Siri and Yesker back to Kaer Morin. Yen and I have got some stuff to do. Yes. Oh, he puts, yeah, he puts a blade to right her fucking throat. neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah this- he like puts, and it's it's pretty fast too. Like she's going to, she was going to do something and he's just like, nope, you're just going to stand here. I think yeah. she was walking up to check on Siri and he just oh, stopped like, okay. don't get near her. That's as far. Yeah. No more steps. Just stop. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because, um, Yarpin's like, um, asks Geralt, um, about the girl and he goes, she's mine. Yeah. Like really, really like, like looking at Yen, like she's mine, like super angry, and yep. then realizes what he does, and he looks at Yarp and he goes, "She's mine," in like in like a more <laughs> calm voice. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Oh. Or no, no, I think he just says "mine." Right. Yeah, he asks, "Is is she yours?" And he's like, "She's mine," but he's looking dead at Yennefer, and like, yeah. "I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. <clears throat> They go off to uh, meet the uh, Deathless Mother. Mm-hmm. Now, in the meantime, while all of this was happening, Francesca's baby means the elves are suddenly less militant for the Nilfgaardians. They're just like, hey, we got this baby. We're having a good time. Maybe we don't want to go off and fight and die for Nilfgaard. And- yeah, well, and, and then she has a, uh, she talks to Frangella. And she's like, we're still friends, but blood and family is stronger. Right. Yeah. Because she comes in asking, why didn't your elf show up for, with other soldiers for the training? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's where, this is where Dara says, I'm out. Uh, Talk to the owl. Yeah. Talking to the owl. So, um, and then Frangilla goes to Eratusa to ask Uncle Artorius for some help. And he's like, Nah, you're, uh, you never had any real power. I don't know why you think you're going to keep your power now. You done fucked up. Uh, you caused this mess, you deal with it. Yeah. So, Frangilla decides to deal with it in possibly the most painfully graphic way possible. Uh, Dude, this, this whole scene is so epic. Like, it is so epic. And, like, like the generals are all sitting around this table talking about killing her. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like everyone is just talking, everyone except for the black knight. Yeah. yeah, Is talking about everything will be better. Let's just get her out of the way. And, you know, like let's kill her, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then then, all paralyze. 
Yeah, and then they're all paralyzed, and she walks in, and she's like, "Uh, how do you like that nightshade in your mead? Yeah, right. And then, as they're paralyzed, she uh, promptly takes a knife and sticks it into various uh, orifices, eyes and ears. Well, she takes a different weapon, like, from each time. Like, she takes the one, puts it in his eye, then takes it and puts it in the back of the girl's head. Like at right. the base of her uh, spine, brain, yeah. And then does something. To, well, I don't remember what she did to the guy that was standing there pouring the, the ear. mead. The ear, that's yeah, what it was. one yeah. through the ear. The eye one was the one that got me. I can't. Oh, I can't yeah, the first the one she did yeah. through the oh, eye, dude, yeah. dude. And it's so long. It's like it's like a fucking foot long spike that like mm-hmm. that she's just like. It isn't just like a couple inches. Like that thing's going to the back of the skull. Right. So. And then she's like, all right, Kahir, um, when Amir gets here, you're going to speak, uh, you're going to speak about how I am doing good things. And he's like, well, I'm paralyzed, but I promise I will with, I'm telling you, I will with my eyes. Uh, uh, so then later in the episode, Francesco wakes up and finds that this first elven baby born in decades or longer is uh dead murdered and, and in the murdered, crib yep. in the crib and yeah, I, I guess i was assuming like hundreds or thousands of years no nah, because like dara's a kid right so yeah, but how long how he's they probably age? well i mean children grow up to a certain age and then the adults stay that way forever but a pure blood pure blood elf could be hundreds of years there like okay, the yeah. Humans and elves can crossbreed pretty fantastically in this world. Um, so they have a big explanation in the books about it. But having an elven mother and father is pro- is very rare. So that's yeah. why it's a, it was such a big deal. Okay, um, okay, that makes sense. So Francesca loses her mind, and it gives Volifmer the, you know, the strength to escape her hut. She finally had fed on enough pain, and she's full. And just as Geralt and Yen arrive at the hut to do something about it, they see her fly out the door. The little embers. Yep. So she fed off the fear of Frangilla. She fed off the fear of the uh, Francesca. Francesca. Sorry, I'm trying to remember all the F F names. And uh, did she feed off a fear of Yen when... when she tried to take Siri? I don't think she fed at that point because it never... She never brought... Siri to her. Right? No, Yen, Yen, Yen purposely was not in debt. Like she tried to like. Well, that's not entirely true because well, I guess when she, she calls yeah. out from Novigrad for safety and yeah. agrees to it, then there's they've got that. Uh, right. What I'm saying is, is the thing that finally freed her was Frangilla and the baby dying and all that kind of yeah, gave Francesca's, her enough to, Francesca's, yeah. you know, maternal pain of losing her child was the thing yeah. that. Was the trigger point, if you will. Exactly. That's what I was talking. That's what I was trying to figure out. That when she brought Siri there, it didn't. That's not what freed her. It was Francesca losing the baby that finally broke the chains, pretty much. So that is the, you know, the seventh episode. Now we come to the very last episode of the season called Family. Oh. Uh, Hold on, there's one thing. So, in this episode, Lydia tries to do blood tracing. Oh, Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lydia sniffs some of Siri's blood. And that does not go well. No, her face disappears. 
Yeah. Well, and I thought she died. Like no, she I didn't. thought and yeah. I know she didn't because yeah. the next episode, but I oh, thought yeah. that she she right. she had died episode, at this yeah. point. Because yeah, like, you just hear her screaming. Did she die? Yeah, yeah, you just she's... hear her screaming and they don't show her again, so you're like, Is she dead? You know. Yeah, right. yeah. And just the way that that he goes like about her room or whatever, like it, I just yeah, yeah I just assume like, that she whoops, had died. Sorry I'm like, about your the, luck, paymaster. How, how the fuck did she just die? Because like she's <laughs> sitting there and she's like, Oh, well, blood tracing super easy. Mages have been doing it forever. And then like instantly she's just like, ah, ah I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, because it's elder because they don't know it's elder blood. Yeah, it's a different yeah. they it found just out normal blood. Lydia's face falling off. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't know that she dies here, but uh, but not really. She survives. Um, so yeah, episode eight, family. Uh, in our notes, I made a bunch of Vin Diesel jokes about. <laughs> we all appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> because after watching all of the Fast and the Furious movies, anytime I see it. the word family, I immediately have to think of it. Uh, <laughs> but. How do we want to talk about this one? We can either go chronologically or we can go with like the lesser, you know. Let's go lesser and then right. talk. So Francesca, obviously very pissed off about her dead baby, blames oh, the yeah. kings of the north and the, for doing it. So she just uh, walks from, down the streets yeah. of what I assume is Novigrad. And uh, I thought she went to uh, Rianth. Or what yeah, was it? Or, or yeah Redania? Uh, Redania. Redania. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she went to Redania. Yeah, she left where they Redania. were at. Yeah, remember yeah. they disappear because Frangelica's back and they're like, the elves are gone. The elves are gone. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they went back to Redania. Um, she just because they thought Redania the killed the baby. Is what it put, was. Somebody from, put little symbols on the uh, yeah. on the doors, and you hear all of these babies crying, and then they cut to a mother, and there's a rash on the baby, and then Frangelica just like drops her hands, and the whole street goes quiet. Like, for like a half second. And then, right. and then the screaming of the mothers begins. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Which, which is, is like, dude, such a terrifying. crazy. <laughs> it's such a crazy fucking scene, man. Like I that thought they did just, a really good job with that. They one. Did. That was like horrifying. Well, yeah, and then it's just like, holy shit. And even and like you had her brother trying to stop her from doing it, like, hey, you've done she, you've got your revenge. Stop this. You know. Right. You know. Yeah. And she's like, no, that isn't going to happen. Um, and so they're out in the woods um, plotting all of their revenge and trying to kill more. And uh, Istrid shows up and they're like, oh, it's a human. Let's kill him. And he's like, Handy Core. And it's, they're like, what'd you say? And it's like, oh, Ciri's the Elder Blood. So the Elder Blood has some relationship to the elves as well. So that was a setup for the next season. Um, uh also, we see Lydia's face there, right? Oh, yeah, we do, right? Hanging yeah. out with the elves. Yep, yep. And we see and that she she's... looks badass. Yeah, she almost got a, a two. She's head. almost got a two face thing going on there. She totally yeah. almost has a two face thing going yeah. on there. So, uh now to the the family part of this. Siri wakes up in uh, Caremorn, uh, or first Siri shows up in Caremorn. And starts walking into the witchers' rooms and killing them in their sleep, and that's when we see like well, I guess at the end of episode seven you yeah, see you like her that, eyes yeah, like take the little bit of sparkle when she yeah, gets well, possessed that, by she yeah, yeah the embers the of, embers go into yeah. her and then her eyes 
that's that is yeah. actually the end scene is is just zooming in on right. her eyes. Right. So we know something bad's about to happen, and we find it when she goes through and starts murdering witchers in their sleep. Obviously, everyone else loses their mind because they're dying in their sleep here to this person that they thought was well family because uh, they trained her and she spent spent time there and something like that. Um, so they were all ready to kill her and. Geralt's like, hey, we don't give up on family. Um, <laughs> There's just so <laughs> many Vendies or So the the Witchers end up in the the Great Hall, um, and Volithmer Siri starts like calls, rips open a tree, right, and like, hey, look, there's a monolith here, and because I'm Volithmer Siri, I know how to control it, and the these basilisks come out, right, so. The remaining witchers are sitting here fighting these giant basilisks uh, while Geralt is trying to talk to Ciri. The Vesemir and Lambert have her in uh, Quen, or not Quen, uh, Irden, the sign Irden, uh, which like freezes her in her place. Hmm. Uh, all the while this is going on, we're getting cuts into Ciri's mind where she's back home and... Sintra, basically the night of the feast that we have from season one. Um, except there are just little things that are different, right? But like she realizes, everyone's happy, right? She realizes like something's off, but she's also like, "Holy shit, this is the people I love, and I'm back home, and I'm safe here, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Well, like right away, she's like, "She's like Laszlo, like you're alive, like let me right. try and touch you," and he's like, "Don't, don't touch me." Malsack, you mean? You mean Masek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Masek, yeah not Laszlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah, so that's going on while they're all fighting up. Um, and I mean, the the basilisks are pretty cool. They get like two of them taken care of, and then this, this big-ass white one comes out that they got to fight, and that fight scene's pretty solid, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, so here's about thing. So the first two basilisks come out. There's plenty of witchers there. They can't beat them. The thing's ripping people's heads off. Burning, you know, faces, stuff like that. The white one comes out and it goes after Geralt, you know, to get him away from Siri and everything. And he goes out there. That thing kind of drops some acid on him. He gets up and then just right up to the thing, off the thing, dead like that. I'm like, what the hell? Why can't you other people beat them other two that fast? What's wrong with you? You know, I know Geralt's, you know. The main character, one special. of the big witchers. Yeah, he's special, but I'm just His white hair is because yeah. of uh, <laughs> extra special mutations he took in right. his uh, training. I just I just found that funny. I'm like, he just like, yeah, I'll dispose of this one. We're good. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the big badass one. He's just yeah. like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, so, so this goes on for a while. Um, eventually, they sort of get through to Siri in her little, uh, her dream world. Um, as she's talking to her parents, um, who, are, who are dead, who are dead, um, and then everything starts crumbling, and everybody starts turning to ash uh, in her little world. Well, not everybody. One character stays solid um, while everyone else turns to ash. I don't know if you guys all noticed that or not. Oh yeah, I noticed it. My wife uh, noticed I, it the first time we watched. I, I through totally it. missed that. The uh. Her dad. Her, her her mom disappears. Mousak disappears. Her grandma disappears. Oh. Her dad does not disappear. Yeah, you notice her mom's disappearing right in front of her. He's not turning to ash at all. He's not, you know, 
fading away like they yeah. are. Yeah. And like, something's so, not right here. So, yeah, uh, which was kind of amusing because I was watching it with Karina and she had never, you know, she never read the books or anything like that. So she's she noticed it uh, right away. And I'm like, interesting. I didn't notice that. Knowing deep in my mind, I did know what was going on. Because yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyways, they they she comes back. Right. And Yen decides to sacrifice herself to get Voleth more out of uh, Siri. So. You know, sends the uh, knife down the wrists and starts bleeding, becomes the host that way. And then all of a sudden, you know, Siri teleports them to another world. Voleth Mare leaves Yen and goes and ends up on top of a horse as the Wild Hunt come thundering down on them as a group. Uh, Yen has her magic back, but Siri gets them out of there just in time. The Wild Hunt looks fucking pretty dope for yeah, her uh live action so i was pretty excited about that and they realized that uh you know siri can't stay there they got to do something to get her to safety and all of the uh, northern kingdoms at the same time are realizing that siri offers real problems so the the brotherhood of mages decide that they're gonna put a bounty siri, on her head yeah siri needs to go uh and anyone who helps her needs to yep. go so that means yeah. which pretty much means Jennifer and and, and right. Geralt will have a bounty yeah. on their head too. Right. And so they go out on their way. They're going to start their traveling. Um, and they're, well, Geralt can't go with them right away, right? He places uh, Siri in Yen's care and sort of, sort of, that's where they leave that. Um, and we cut to Sintra as Emir shows up. And they have a nice shot from behind and from the waist or from the shoulders down. So you don't see his face as he walks up and Kahir's like, hey, yeah, Francesca came up with this great idea to or Frangela came up with this great idea to kill the babies so that the elves would wage war on the northern kingdoms. And he's like, (laughs) no, I did that because you guys couldn't be trusted. Turns around and we all finally realize that it's Ciri's father who is the emperor of Nilfgaard. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I can't be trusted to, to, what is it, to complete the mission, which is to find my daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. And Pretty much so, take him away, kill him. Dude, it's so kill funny him. because I forgot that her dad was the White Flame, the second watch through, completely until... <laughs> got I got you right the at end. the end again. <laughs> And then the third watch through, I was like episode six or some shit. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. It's her dad. Like I totally like just, oh, it got me. It got me so, full times. I, I or you know, the two times that I should have already known. Right. So, yeah, I think amusingly enough, uh, I mean, Gator, you're reading the books, right? And you still have book four and five to go through. I got the last two books in the order you gave them to me. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we learn one more thing, though. We oh, learn yeah, that um, uh, what's-his-face is under Diestrich's control. The bard. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Eskier is working for Diestra. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, you know, Diestra has some uh, juice on him, so he has to help out. Yeah, can. like he has, he's he's paying him for something, or how does he phrase it? Like he's right. It's time the 
bard you know pays back his benefactor or something like right. that yeah there's and this is where uh philippa turns from an owl into a sorceress as well right yeah that's yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, no, I thought no, she turned into an owl from owl to a sorceress when she came back to tell him. I thought that oh, that Dara was that out. Dara was no longer going to yeah, help yeah, that him. was episode seven. Yeah, so that's when she that's, that's when right. The yeah. Oh turned. yeah, you're, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But anyways, Philippa is another well-loved uh, sorceress from the the stories. So it's funny um, in the audiobooks, he's not. How do they pronounce his name? Dijkstra? Is it Dijkstra? They they in the audiobooks it's Dijkstra. That's how no, they that, say his name. Dijkstra works that way too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also the audiobooks call him uh, Dandelion instead. Yeah, of, they call uh, him Dandelion. Dandelion yeah. Yep. Which is, who is Yaskier in the TV show? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, so we we basically you know that's season two. So what do you guys think of it? Like I said, I enjoyed it more of a second and third time watching it through than I did the first time because I knew what was happening so I could pay attention to more, you know. Yeah. So, but I, I think, loved it. I, I think it was, um, I think it was at the same level as season one as far as like greatness. I liked them both. Um, I mean, I watched both of them three times. So I'll probably watch them both from start to finish a fourth time before season three comes out. Oh yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I'm not a person that watches a lot of TV shows over and over again. Like I'm not, I don't love reliving the same shit over and over again. So that says something. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the book that they based it on, they, they definitely went way away from it, but at the end spot of it, everything is sort of still set up to make the next book, which I think generally everybody says is their favorite book anyways. Um, which book? It's going to be uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, so I'm expecting big things from season three, which probably is not great. Because um, <laughs> what do you expect stuff that you can get let down? But it's going to be pretty great i think the way they set it up a gator s which book is that which book were you talking about you said uh, it time of contempt book? oh yeah yeah um, i just finished uh baptism of fire so. yeah and baptism of fire is great too but time of contempt is it is a good one yeah i might have uh, to go back it's and probably listen my to favorite it now that i have an audible subscription that's how i'm listening to all these books again nice um so do we want to go through the Witcher questions we have? Yeah, yeah. I, I want you to read them, though, because I'm not going to sit here and fuck up names all night. All right, cool. So Bryce was all in on these questions because he had just watched it. So we have a whole bunch from Brizzy right away. Uh, will Yen shoot a raven through a man's head on the show? This is in reference to the opening video of The Witcher 3 which might be the only part of The Witcher 3 you know, Fluffy, since you never even got out of White Orchard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a guy running up on Yen, and she takes her raven and sends a crystal skull through the guy's eye. Um, I would say, in the grand scheme of things, it's very possible that they might do a fan service thing like that uh, in one of these fight scenes. They've done nothing to uh, so far, at least, to make me think that they wouldn't do it. No, they've been pretty epic with their fighting. 
fighting scenes and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, why not? Right, right. And I think they sort of also hat tip towards the other things, like the video games or some of the fan stuff. They'll they'll do a hat tip towards it once in a while. So, wouldn't shock me if they did that. Next question. Will Zoltan show up next season, or will they stick with Yarpin? Well, we kind of touched on this already. Yeah, we kind of did. He <laughs> My might, thought he is they're going to stick with Yarpin. Yeah, I think they'll stick with him too, but you never know. Which is too bad, because Zoltan is one of my favorite characters. Well, not one of my favorite characters. Uh, he's one of my favorite characters from the games. From the books, he's just sort of there. Yeah. All right. Next question. I got giddy when I saw Demovid and then watched the opening to The Witcher 2. Did you? So Demovid is one of the kings of uh, the Northern Kingdoms. Um, if you've ever seen the trailer for The Witcher 2 video game, Demovid is the king that's sitting out on a boat and they're like jesters playing for him. And he, so it's like a really, really good uh, trailer. A Witcher shows up. Letho uh, is his name, shows up on the boat and like murders all of the guards and cuts Demovid's head off. Uh, so that's why he's asking there. It's like, hey, this guy who gets his comeuppance in the video games is here. So I was a little bit giddy and I always rewatch The Witcher 2 opening anytime I can get a chance. If you've never seen it, uh, go watch it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, next one. Casting for Dijkstra was awesome. Yes, I think yes. the guy who played him did a good job. Yeah, oh yeah. I think he, I think he, it's pretty good too. He's an asshole in the books too. I mean, he's. Right. He, 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 I mean, the way he played him in the show is how I see him when I'm listening to the books. So. I think the only difference is uh, the guy in the TV show wasn't like 400 pounds like Dijkstra is yeah. in the books. Yeah, but you're gonna be unless you're getting like uh, I don't even know some professional strongman to shave his head and be on there. You're going to have a hard time finding somebody the size of uh, Dijkstra. Exactly. Uh, all right. Next question. Roach dead. Yes. But doesn't Carol just name all of his horses that? That was my assumption. If it once is, he finds fact. another horse he likes, that's why when he walked up to the black horse that Yarpin gave him, he's like, you're not my type, but you'll do, you know, right. but he didn't call it Roach. Oh, interesting. If it's not his type, it's got to be his type of horse before he's going to name it Roach. Right. So well, it becomes his horse. It becomes Roach. Yeah. All right, Fluffy. I think you're the only one who gets to answer yeah. this one. Okay. Book readers, you are not allowed to answer this question, but who do you think the Firefucker is working for? And I, I guess Lydia as well in that endeavor since she yeah, hired I, him. I have no idea. I they do honestly, make a couple references to a higher paymaster, and Lydia's like, "Well, he'll meet you when you give give him some information." Yeah, I mean, I I I always assume that Dijkstra has people everywhere, but I can't say that I have saw anything that made me go one way or the other. Well, we're not going to tell you it obviously because it's going to be a big reveal in one of these seasons. So just know that it's fun. Awesome. We'll have to remember who it is myself because I can't remember what book they showed up in. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've read all the books. I've, you know, it's been a while. I haven't just done them in order. It's been years listening to them. So, 
All right. And the last of the Brizzy questions is not a question, just a comment. Amir not disappearing in the Siri family scene was super subtle, but totally awesome. Oh, yeah. And we, we, was... we already agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was nice. Uh, senior worst streamer ever, a.k.a. Davis, says, <laughs> on the second rewatch, did you guys pick up on anything that you didn't realize in the first time? I mean, we kind of touched on this already. I think we all really enjoyed it and 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 definitely noticed things watching it second and third time. And I think, I, I mean, I definitely think that was true for season two, but for season one, absolutely requires a couple watch throughs with yeah, all the time they, jumping. They definitely kept the time jumping to a minimum in season two, so it made it yes, a little it bit is. easier to follow. But yeah, yeah, even like in those scenes where there were like tangential characters on screen, like the, the Northern Kings and stuff like that. Uh, I definitely noticed more of their interactions and paid more attention to that because I knew where the story was going. So I wasn't so on top and I could pay attention to detail more. So, and the uh, details are so fucking good, dude, just like the lines and the comments and just, there's so much good stuff going on that you just miss. Uh, Davis also says, uh, the people with white and gray hair are badasses in this show. Just making the correlation. Cool. Okay, so. Do you, you take I this kind as of, a transition? <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot to talk about this. Uh, where is my notes? Okay, so here's the thing. I kind of think that maybe, you know, we give Davis a hard time calling him Gandalf the Grey, but I think he's more of a Sauron. And here's my here's my reasoning here. I was uh I was coming home from Kansas this past weekend and it was supposed to snow on Sunday. Um so I was going to wake up at 5 a.m. and get out as fast as possible so I could be in daylight driving home. Seems and reasonable. I look at the weather on Saturday night and it said rain in Minneapolis now instead of snow and I'm like, "Well, that's fucking great. I'll take rain, dude. Then I don't have to worry." So I slept in an extra hour uh, mm -hmm. and left, you know, got up at six, got my shit together and was was on the road before seven. And um, I'm driving and everything is fine. The trip is going flawless. And I thought, you know, it, it would have been nice to meet Davis again for dinner, but I didn't this time. I told him I couldn't. I had to get home. Uh, my parents were watching the dogs, so I had to had to relieve them because they they watch my pups to allow me to go do my thing in Kansas. And what do you know, as soon as I start getting to Des Moines, it starts snowing a little bit, just little flakes here and there. And I look at the weather and I'm like, well, it's 36 degrees. Shouldn't be a problem. You know, like it's nothing sticking and I get a mile or two further and it's coming down a little bit harder and get a mile or two further and i'm like holy shit everything on the side of the roads is white the <laughs> snow is actually sticking and then i noticed that the 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 temp has dropped from 36 to 31 degrees oh, and i'm shit. like fuck <laughs> and then it's like straight up blizzard and and it must have started like 15 20 miles out of Des Moines because like as I was getting into Des Moines and and like the city part of it um it was it was straight fucking blizzard dude 
And it was to the point where I was watching the navigation to see when the road would turn so I could slow down ahead of the road turning because if I just was going the speed limit, you know, it would have been like an in-the-ditch situation. Like, that's how bad the roads got that fast. You definitely don't want that. And then I leave Des Moines and it clears up. (laughs) And everything's fine. So I'm thinking that maybe white-haired people are not as innocent as they seem and not as awesome as they play off, and maybe there's some uh, fuckery going on, Davis. So are you trying to say since you couldn't meet him for supper, he decided to throw a snowstorm at you? I think so. I think he got, I think he got mad at me. Uh, I, like- I, think he did, I think he did the jealous girlfriend thing, and he conjured up a snowstorm to try yeah. and get me to stop. If Burning Wing listens to this episode, I think he might agree with you. Yeah, I I just, the science is there, guys. It's hard to deny the science. (laughs) All right. Okay. Two questions left. (laughs) I guess technically three. Well, five. Kath asks, uh, what part of your anatomy is most like a witcher? I'm not answering that one. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not answering that one. I will pass. <laughs> that would be my one question. I am not answering. <laughs> not touching that one. Oh, I don't know. I, I have no anatomy like a Witcher. My yeah. oh, oh, this little tuff of hair right here because it's gray. Oh yeah, there you go. I'm also <laughs> very gray, so yeah, done. I, I mean, I've got, I got gray in my beard too. You can see here. Yeah, I don't I know if that's technically anatomy or not, but um, deal with it. <laughs> we'll call it. We'll call it anatomy. We'll call it. Okay. Trust the science. Trust. <laughs> trust the science. <laughs> trust the science. <laughs> um, last question from Senor Marky Mark. Have you read the books? Yes. Yes. I don't I don't read for fun. Unless Follow up question. Unless it's Discord or Reddit. That's fair. Follow up <laughs> question. How well does the series follow the books? Uh not super great, but not terrible either. They uh they sort of follow the feeling of the books more than the actual direct stories. Well, season one followed more of the short stories. Yes. Then season two, they kind of went away from the books. Right. But they got it back to a spot where you could get back onto the books if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. If you if you so desired there. Um, last question. Are there any events or moments that short portrays similar to how the books do? And the answer there is there's, yeah, there's a bunch of them that do that. Um, but I think... Uh, I don't even know what to say. There's just there's a lot of them that they do basically shot by shot from the the books, and then they do their own special special effects, if you will, later on some of the other stuff as well, and just sort of it's all okay, right? They do a decent job, but they could do better of uh, following the books. But at the same time, they're trying to tell a story, and the books don't necessarily. Yeah give you a way to do that in an entertaining eight story arc. Yeah. If you went by the books, it'd be a bunch of people monologuing, right. talking. That's all it would be. When, Which is not yeah. necessarily a thing people want to deal with in the grand scheme of things. No, you would, no. you would lose some fans. 
Yeah, it's not a fucking podcast. It's a movie, TV show, series. Right, right, exactly. Way to go, Gator. <laughs> like Moon Knight. Like Moon Knight's a movie. No, oh, no. my God. No, yeah, it's not, I, Gator. Yeah. It's a TV show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really like, I'm really liking Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, we tried to watch the this week's episode last night, but the dog was uh, not yeah, cooperative. Not. He was just a total butt. He's I been think I'm caught up. Only. Episode four was this week, right? Yes. Yes. There's okay. Two more episodes. Two more okay. episodes. Cool. There needs to be like twelve, and I need Witcher season three to drop. That's just a whole lot of things I need right now, guys. Oh, you can have stranger new Stranger Things will come out here soon. So, mm, in, in the right. next oh, and month. Batman! I gotta in watch next Batman. Month. Oh, you'll love it! I loved it. That was that was the thing last night. We're like, should we watch Batman or should we watch two episodes of Moon Knight? I was like, well, Moon Knight's about an hour each. Let's see, how long is Batman? Three, Three hours. hours. Okay, we're gonna watch Moon Knight tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a theater and saw Batman. So nice. Um, cool. Well, uh, that's our questions. Um, we are okay. So the TWAP is huge. I personally have not even read it yet. Uh, I had a busy fucking day. Um, and I heard that there was a lot of sandbox stuff. And then the decision was made before I even looked at it, that we were going to focus on Witcher and a little bit of gaming stuff tonight, but not dive into that. So we will dive into that Tuesday, which is a few days away. We're going to get an early episode next week because we are we have to record early for me. Um, but we can still talk a little gaming. You guys want a couple sure. other things and then we'll sure. wrap it up. Yeah, Gator and I raided this week on oh, nice. Tuesday night in the FUD raid. Oh, that's right. How'd that, that go? Do you guys have fun? Yeah, we got our oh, clear yeah. like we were supposed to. Nice. Didn't get to, didn't get the challenge done because, you know, yeah, the challenges. I've never done that challenge yet. I know Which what needs to be done. Stun the unstoppables in the, the unstoppables. First. The ones we talked about last week. I oh mean, yeah, the one kill them at the same problem. time each time. Yeah. So. Did you guys attempt it at least or not? No, we didn't even bother. I saw, I saw where it was going. So every time my guy showed up, I just killed it and moved on with life. Yeah. Did you did you uh, did you try the glaive thing since we've talked to see? Uh, how much yeah, I, I think you could keep it stunned for a while if, as long as you stun it <laughs> early and then like keep on it as soon as you can stun it again uh it as long as you just shoot it one time and move on with life it's it's yeah don't keep hitting it yeah i think the bigger thing is you need everybody to go into the rooms together which means you have to be on your night game like kill all three knights super quickly and then have people go in because that's what causes the ogres to spawn or the abominations to spawn so okay i feel like if we were if we had done a better job of like getting those calls because as soon as you kill one night the next night shows up and so you just need to be on your call outs there so that you don't run out of time but also go fast enough so i, I still feel like we could have done better if my partner wasn't using a goddamn sidearm <laughs> he was using a sidearm in the raid he was doing a red border weapon i went and watched his vod on oh YouTube. my fucking god he was doing I a red border sidearm and i want him to say he <laughs> wasn't because i've seen it and so was oh Hazel, God, I loved him so Hazel, much. Hazel seen it, and so was I. He was doing a I red border sidearm, so and I'm like, he's not damaging shit. And then one point, he stopped to to uh, do a matter weave to get an enhancement core on the next yellow bar he killed, 
and I'm running in and out of rooms. Every time I come out of rooms, there was a shit ton of ads. I'm like, where the fuck is Gator? You know, doing Gator like, things. Don't worry about it. Guys, I'm, I'm on, just I'm like, go, I gotta go to uh, orbit real quick and replenish my bounties, and then I'll come back. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. Like I said, the last time when we cleared the room, I went into worship, and Inner got called. And I'm like, I'm going into worship. I can't go into inner too. So Kingsley was coming over to go to inner and Gator's like, I'll go in Gator, get the ads. I'm like, I'm in a room. I can't kill ads. And Kingsley's like, stay out here. I don't have it. And Gator runs right in. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, we're going to wipe. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. I love that guy. He's, like, he's awesome. <laughs> That's great. I just like I told Gator, I said, Gator, you got to learn. I messaged him. I said, you got to learn to let people do their jobs. Do your job. Trust your other teammates. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a lot of fun, though. It was fun. No, oh, yeah. no, that's rad. I, I, I am sad that I've missed those those fun raids with those guys. Uh, I'll have to get back to it. But no, right, yeah, like I said, the rest of it, when we were on, we would one time, one. I mean, we could do it in one time, you know. Yeah. It was done, but when we were fucking around, <laughs> we fucked up. Especially that third encounter. Oh yeah, that was that was a good one. Poor Gator again. <laughs> uh, um, I got uh Nips to run the ages in a room he didn't have to run it in before. So yeah, he, got to, he got to experience it a different way. I had never done that before, so I will be more versed the next time we raid. We also got nice. Mitch to run with us on Friday night, and he got us the special chest, the secret chest, and uh, showed us a bunch of neat stuff. So big uh, big hat tip to Mitch for being our, our Sherpa. Yeah. Why aren't you Sherpaing us, Hippo? Do we even play anymore? I don't know. I feel like I haven't played with Hippo in like a month. I see him in Discord chat all the time and I talk to him and he's not there or I see him online and I'm like, oh, Hippo's online and then he's just sitting in orbit and I'm sad. <laughs> um, So Iron Banner was up this past week. Yep, I got I my had, bounty done finally. I, I played all four characters. I think I talked about this last... Um, last episode though like I, I finally got my occluded my opening shot snapshot occluded um but i let's see so thursday we ran in clay's discord and did the whole like pub stop the entire night with different people subbing in and out uh that was a lot of fun um and then sunday after i got back um from traveling uh we did we ran some more sixes in banner and gate rng gator and i were uh matchy fire trolls <laughs> yeah we and, were we didn't even notice it until we spawned in i was like holy shit we're wearing the same shader same chest piece and we're good we're good the, uh, <laughs> same chest piece same helmet same shader i think different was the pants we were wearing other than that we were both running our scummy builds <laughs> yeah it was great yeah i was i was running the flaming helmet uh and we were gator and i were making little flame spots all over the map as we as we made teams not want to play iron oh Man. god it <laughs> was so much i forgot i didn't know how much fun that helmet was i'm like i'm gonna try this everybody keeps talking about it i'm like holy shit this is great dude like somebody had so always had me dead and i'd get a i put up a barrier and get that sunspot and just stand there and heal myself and then kill them and i'm like i know they're pissed 
<laughs> I had yeah, to and it was fun because I was I was being a super scumbag and ran um, Lawrence driver all night. Yeah, you were. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shotgun and a sniper in one. Yeah, they're fixing and, that uh, next year, next season. So I put on I had all these peace of minds. I had like four red bar red border peace of minds that I needed to do so I could finally get my craftable one. And they're just sitting in my vault. I'm like, I'm not even using my kinetic weapon. Like, I'm just having green ammo drop everywhere. So I just put on my red border ones. And every once in a while, like, I'd have to pull it out. And I'd get, like, three or four kills with the gun before it'd be totally, like, the deep sight was done. Um, so that was awesome because I finally got my craftable um, peace of mind, which is, I, I really like that gun, man. That was a fun It's a gun. fun I've got one to drop. It's a pretty good roll with like perpetual motion and whatnot. And I love that gun. It If you're on, it will kill in a heartbeat. You know what I found out is a really fun perk in PVP that I never would have used or thought of. Um, when you first unlock it over, is it, it's not, is it overload? Not overload, overflow. 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 Where you pick up special and it it overflows, overflows right? Yeah. Overflows, yeah, if you pick up special yeah, or heavy, your, yeah. yeah. So really good. You yeah, it's eighty four shots in your clip. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. There, yeah. there's so many times that I've been playing with it this week where I'll have a sniper on or a fusion on with it or even a shotgun, and I go to pull out my pulse rifle and I kill someone and I hit reload and it I can't reload yeah. because I still have more <laughs> shots in my clip than I do on a full mag. When we were running Sunday night, I have a submission with overflow and I ran, I was doing the quest. I think it was when I was running sniper, I'd pick up special. I'd run out of my sniper shots and go to my, um, submission i have like 84 shots in a submachine gun i'm like oh my god i've got a hose here <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> crazy yeah but so yeah. that's that is a fun uh that is a fun gun man yeah and you better be glad you got your your sniper rifle because it's going away after this year after this season that and the finite impactor hand cannon are leaving iron banner after this oh season. are they oh nice and the sh comedian Paladrome are leaving Nightfalls after this season. Shariah's Wrath and the Messenger are leaving Trials after this season. Oh, I need to, I need, I have a really good Messenger, but yeah, we'll have to dig it, dive into all that because I, uh, was that all TWAB stuff, I'm guessing? It yeah. is. I, my, yeah. my clan was talking about it and I was just pulling that up. That's not yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I am happy it dropped because I think I ran, I ran the, the bounties on all three characters multiple multiple iron banners to try and get that sniper to drop so i've been i've been grinding fucking shitload to get it so <laughs> um let's see what else i played comp um i played a lot of comp i played comp with ghost and nessie on monday and we got shit on um for five and a half hours straight well, sounds fantastic it was it was actually a lot of fun to play with ghost and nessie and we we played for five and a half hours we didn't get shit on the whole time but i think i was like negative 200 points after five and a half hours like from where i started how did so, sunday night go with hazel and stormy that one i know y'all having a little trouble at the beginning that one worse that yeah. was that sunday 
Sunday, I know, I think it was Sunday or Monday, one of the two. It was Monday. I think it was Monday night. It was Monday. Maybe I played with Ghost to Nessie a different day then. Anyways, um, yeah, so that was worse. Uh, (laughs) Gator, or Hazel and Stormy and I, I think, lost every single match we played. Uh, We had horrible RNG. Um, And then everyone got off. And Ghost was just hanging out and chat with us. And he's like, well, he's like, you want to try and two man it? He's like, I think there might be someone two man it. Because going into that, um, Stormy and I had a theory that player ELO and KD and Crucible history make a difference on matchmaking. Because we jumped in with Lana and Stormy and I were having really good games. And we're like, well, let's do Fluffy and Hazel because they're both lower with Stormy being higher, and maybe we'll have easier games than I had with Ghost and Nessie. And uh, that was not the case. I don't know if we just had bad population or bad RNG, but we got stomped with Hazel. So <clears throat> so I was at like 4,700, and now I was sitting at like 4,100 after all those shenanigans. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Wednesday, Scrub hit me up. Because I had talked to him earlier in the season and I just said, hey, if you're playing comp, um, hit me up because I'm trying to hit 5,500. And so Wednesday, Scrub and I got to 5,100, just two manning it with blueberries. And then today he hit me up and he's like, hey, my buddy can play. Um, We only need to win three games. So jump in. And so we we played and. We won two games and then faced a team that went all Lorenz drivers. And they sound pleasant. And we were on uh, Bannerfall, <laughs> which is not a great map for us. And uh, it did not go well. And then so we we took an L on that one. But then we we won two more games and got me to 5,500. So, yeah, there's the only thing I will say about Iron Banner. I enjoy playing it, but I hate the fucking quest. I hate yeah. playing to play with weapons I don't want to play with. Just let me yeah. play and get drops at the end. Because my KDA was around one. I had a, and I had started playing like Wednesday, Thursday. I was around a 1.0 KDA. I'm not a person that gets up that. I was keeping it there. And then all of a sudden I had to do that quest. I went down to like 0.88 because I was having to use weapons I couldn't get kills with, you know. God, I yeah. and then i started after i got done with the quest started using what i wanted to i got back up in the point nine something i was like see i'm like just let me play with my weapons you know oh man i about lost my mind when uh i was doing the hunter and i was using throwing knife to try to get my melee kills and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't working and I, oh it wasn't wasn't like counting no yeah the step oh, to kill me was crazy. sniper and glaives that part i hated that yeah gator was running around with the fucking glaive trying to i kill was got, i got like four out of the ten kills and then finally i said fuck it i'm going to my adored and i yeah. had a game where i got like six sniper kills i was like all right i'm done you know yeah. i was like i'm out yeah we had a come to jesus moment with you for a second and i was like gator i'm like i'm like even if you are horrible with the sniper rifle glaives are really fucking hard to but i was having a fun time jumping up on people and getting them here and there but (laughs) it just when the glaive if you shoot it it doesn't do as much damage to anybody like it doesn't hit them hard enough that's that was my thing i think you almost need to take like monkey's approach with the glaive and you have to be on a hunter so you can glaive skate 
up on yeah. people like so you can surprise them by flying halfway across the map and then stab them because <laughs> he does that and like you just don't expect someone to be coming like 500 miles an hour at you yeah we hit that map when i put the door on i can't remember the map it was it's one was of the it old D- no it was one of the old d1 maps oh, the okay. one that you used to be able to get where b is you could get over the wall to the right of b out of the map i can't remember what it is but oh was, oh rusted lands rusted lands yeah and i just went i went off i was like holy yeah. shit people yeah. were just i jumped on one of those little containers looking over at a or it's c i think it, yeah c and two guys i was like holy shit y'all just keep standing still just, <laughs> just stay right there don't move <laughs> yeah no i just i hope whatever rework they're doing the tokens i know they're taking away i hope I know there'll probably be some stupid quest. I just don't want to do that quest. I well, don't it's like more like how Trials is. I think it. I think it could be really rewarding. Yeah. And that also means that we can focus Iron Banner. Um. Uh, um. Engrams. Then. Engrams. Yeah. I would assume that might be a thing. Might be. That'd be cool. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm happy I hit I'm happy I hit 55. Now I can help other people try and hit 55 and play other things. I don't have to focus on comp. I can just play it for fun now for the rest of the season. We got Are you like trying one, to go like for unbroken. Yeah, I only need it one more one more season out of the next two, so shouldn't good. shouldn't be an issue. Uh anything else gaming? No, so pretty much all I played was Destiny. I haven't played anything else, even though I have other games to play. I have Tiny Tina's, and I have the new Lego Star Wars game. I have played them. I just didn't play them last week. Not, yeah, this past week. Yeah, I haven't. I was I was gone for almost all weekend. So yeah, I am woefully behind as well on other games. That's not a bad thing. Um. Real quick, I will touch on the fact that Agent H and I successfully biked 100 miles this past weekend. Um, Mother yeah. Nature tried to stop us, but we did not let her. Um, Kansas is a, is a fucking crazy land, dude. Their wind, they get wind like worse than we do, right? Because it's just flat. And where they are, where they are in the country. Um we had sustained winds in the mid 20s all day like did not fucking let up just like 20 to 25 mile an hour winds constantly and then gusts in the 30s like just ranging in the 30s and so like we're on dirt roads and it isn't the headwind that kills you it's the fucking side wind that kills you knock you off your bike (laughs) yeah like we would turn on a road and like all of a sudden you're just getting blasted from from the side at like 20 something miles an hour and then like you'll be going so you're you're like going for a few miles right it isn't like a short jump like you're like on this road for a good chunk of time and you're fighting to keep your bike upright right so you're already leaning a little bit like so your form is off Right. And and that like that fucks with your muscles like it fatigue. You're getting more fatigued because you're fighting to keep your bike upright. And when you're on these these gravel roads, like you're looking ahead 
and you're trying to read the dirt and you're trying to avoid like deep sand and you're trying to stay on a, on a, as much of a packed surface as possible. And then you'll just get blasted with like 30 mile an hour wind out of nowhere and it'll just move you like three feet across the road. So, yeah, so you're fucking going and like, you know, you're going like, I don't know, 13, 15 miles an hour, like depending on where we are. And then out of nowhere, like the wind will just fucking like lift you and just move you over like to where you don't want to be biking. And then you're like. You're like trying not to fall while slowly trying to fight the gravel back to like a smooth like part of the road where where you aren't sinking in. And it was uh, it was quite interesting. Um, Yeah. So then it was like and to put it in perspective, it was not cold outside, but I wore a jacket for the first 80 miles because of how how strong the wind was. You're probably getting beat to death with dirt and dust too, aren't you? Oh yeah, dude. The allergies. Maybe, I was gonna say, yeah, the allergies real well were real. at the end of it. Yeah, there was there was there was a fucking constant nose snot coming out like <laughs> halfway through, like where we were just sniffling and and had all that crap the, going on. But. Nothing against it. Kansas weather sounds just like North Carolina lately. We had like 25, 30 mile an hour gusts earlier this week. I was driving home from work in the middle lane of a highway. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, like those winds, hits the side of my car, and my whole car just drifts three feet to the right. Thank God yeah, there was nobody was... in the lane beside me. I would have hit them, and there was nothing I could do. I had both Crazy. hands on the steering wheel. All of a sudden, it's just like, whoosh. I was like, holy shit, what was that? You know. Well, and then we got to a point where the last, you know, the last, like, 20 miles were like, okay, we have enough daylight. We can make this happen. Because it was kind of a question because we started an hour, hour and a half later than we wanted to. And I don't have lights on that bike. So I'm like, I don't have lights. Like, if, if this takes longer than expected, like, I have no way to light the road. And we're like, okay, we should be fine. And we we finished before it got dark. But the worst part was, like, we had, I had my beer outside with him, you know, like we had a beer, like chilled out for a second. I'm like, I'm going to go take a shower because I was staying at a hotel. I'm like, I'm going to go take a shower. I'll meet you back here. Let's go get dinner. And so like I was gone for like 40 minutes, right? Come back to his house. We go to get dinner. All the wind was dead. Like within an hour of us being done, it went from 20 whatever mile an hour winds all day to nothing completely fucking calm as a sunset and i'm like dude really like we're gonna fight wind all day and then like within an hour of us being done like after being on bikes for eight and a half hours you're just gonna stop blowing like okay thanks was the whim the the whim pushed the front through that's what it was oh dude totally yeah (laughs) oh yeah. yeah well it's just like me where i work at i work at the airport and I'll be talking to my wife, walking out to my car, and she can hear the wind. She's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm walking to my car. She's like, it's not that windy here. I said, yeah, you're at home. There's trees around you. I said, there are no trees here. I'm at an airport. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes the wind a difference. Straight across the airport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, sp- I, I, I'm guessing, too, the geography around the airport is um, – makes it convenient for planes to land so it's probably probably yeah, more less trees is probably a little bit better yeah. yeah 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 it probably isn't in a valley necessarily exactly yeah it's not it's not where i'm at Cowards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well i don't know 
it was it was fun though. I feel I feel good. I think H and I will be will be good to go for Saturday next week. So Yeah, I told good him. Luck. I, good luck on your he, ride. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I told him the only way that I'm not making that happen is uh is like if they get like some Kansas thunderstorms. I was like, yeah, I I'm good with riding as long as it's not like tornado, tornado alley, <laughs> like <laughs> tornado or like wicked thunderstorms. But <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a thirty percent chance of rain, so we'll see how that unfolds as the days get closer. That's gonna suck. Please don't let that happen. You know. After all this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, as long as it's not thunderstorms, I can deal with rain. Rain would make the roads shitty, but is that worse than, like, 30 mile an hour winds? As long as you don't get the rain in 30 mile an hour winds. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he said. Yeah, which like, can happen. Take, I was yeah. like, I might take might take rain over wind. He goes, dude, this is Kansas. You'll get both. Yeah, you'll <laughs> get God, both. Right. And then it'll feel like knives sticking you, probably. Oh my god, that would be horrible. That would be horrible. Um, all right. Should we add songs to the playlist and uh Yeah, let's get do some, that. Get some sleep. I'm sure. all for it. Did you Rob, did you put everyone's picks in here or I yours did. and Ben's? Yeah. That is so awesome. Doing what I can to help. <laughs> All right, what do we what do we got from Ben? From Ben, we have uh, "Flyway" by I closed my tab and I can't actually see. Kiro Kiro Bonito. Kiro Kiro Bonito. There we go. Thank you. Like I said, I'm, I'm doing what I can to help. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, what? All right. Well, since you are on the mic, what do you got for me? I'm going to go with uh, Soul Fight by The Revivalist, um, which will be amusing because I always give Bryce crap for them being, uh, you know, a little bit folksy. And he's then the song got stuck in my head the other day and I can't get it out. So. Basically, I'm a bad brother. (laughs) Doing what you can to help. (laughs) Doing what I can to help. Uh, Gator, what do you got for me? I've got a new song off a of Skillet's album. The uh, album's called Dominion. It's called Surviving the Game. Really cool. I've seen them open. They were the lead band for Winter Jam this past winter, and they came through here. I wish I would have gone. I forgot that when it came in to Greensboro. But they'll start out this song, and he has these two cannons under his arm that shoot out smoke when the it hits like it's got a you know it's got a really good beat to it but i've been listening to this album and it's got more g- good songs on it than this but i know the last time i was on here i think i put the one that was the opening song for raw at the time yeah and uh this one's pretty good too i like it nice do you know that it. they have this song listed on spotify five times six times like different versions of it no well the f- First five are the exact same picture on different albums. <laughs> I did not know that. Actually, the one for it. Dominion is listed twice. <laughs> it's really weird. I've never mm-hmm. seen that before. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Um, well, 
as you know, I am a sucker for punk bands with girl lead singers that sound like they smoked a pack of cigarettes. And the Interrupters came yeah. out with a new <laughs> song this week uh, called In the Mirror. And uh, it's pretty fantastic. I like it. Uh, there's even a line in the song that says, like, I took two years to write this song, like something like so it could all be perfect or something. But she uh, she kills it. And it's a very good punk ska interrupters style song. So I had to had to add it to the playlist. I like it. I like them. Every time you yeah, play, I think I've got a song on my playlist by them. Awesome! It's "Bad Guy" or something like that by them or something. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's I put funny. It on said that, and I started singing it in my head. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you like them, Rob. That's awesome. Um. Cool. Is that it? I think that's it. That's it. I'm gonna go to bed shortly. It's been a long day. Has it? All right. Well, hopefully Friday is amazing for you. Yeah, should be a good time. Good luck in the raid, and uh, I will talk to you all on Tuesday when we talk about the 9,000-word twab. Yeah. <laughs> Gator, I am glad that you were able to uh, make this happen, uh, work, and it worked out this time. Nothing yeah. nothing was, was problematic. So I was sitting here the whole week going, please don't let nothing happen on Thursday. Please don't <laughs> let nothing happen on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Tow truck driver doing uh, donuts in your front yard today, yeah. or my daughter having to have her appendix emergency, you know, appendix surgery. You know, yeah, yeah. nothing. It like was that. a bad run. Yep. So, yep. Everything turned out. I'm happy. I could make it. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it was a good episode. It was fun, fun rewatching, fun talking about. So, oh yeah. Uh, until next time, everyone. Um, thanks for listening and. Uh, you know, we give our friends at Guardian Downcast a lot of shit, but uh, you should probably go check out check out their episodes if you haven't yet. They're good people. And uh, jump in their Discord, play some scrims.